uh, sunscreen. Yeah, I did it. All right. Now I'm not going to mess around with that shit anymore this episode. <laughs> we take it nice and easy with our just just talking because YouTube, well, we'll, we'll, we know how to deal with that now. So going forward, we will be more strategic with our usage of our fair use of uh, copyright materials. Oh, I have a really good story about that, actually. Oh, yeah. And you talk about so. Um, so I don't know how many of our, our watchers have seen this, but you know that video of me? Uh, in the tree with Toto and the <laughs> yes. banana and the cat. So I do the thing where I share stuff on Instagram in the app on my phone, and then I and then I say also share to Twitter and Facebook. Mm. So when you upload this stuff, you immediately get an email like, "Hey, it has a copyrighted song <laughs> in it." All you do is you follow the notification, and you say, "Yeah, it's cool." That's yeah. the entire review process. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, and then it's like <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> it's uh, well, it, it uh, YouTube's is similar, but the idea is that on YouTube you dispute it, and then it goes to them, and like if they're reasonable, they'll be like, right. no, but whatever. someone actually does something on Instagram. It literally you're just like, like, oh, no, yeah. it's cool. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and then, and then and then it's like, oh, oh it's man, been, it's been posted, and I have no idea if that goes in a queue or what. Like maybe somebody looks at it later, but it just like. Boom. Man. Okay. I don't want to hear the echo of us. Sorry. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to post the thing. Yeah. Um, one of these days, I'm going to like get the hang of producing and being on the show at the same time with video and stuff. It's our Gonzo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, okay. So, uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, among other... So other interesting things, since this is all, it's actually pretty relevant um, to the podcast anyway. Uh, so because of the YouTube stuff, I ended up getting us mirrored on Vimeo. And also I realized that I could upload the videos all to the Facebook account too. So I did that. So all of our video episodes will be on all three places nice. so that if we have any issue with one platform. <laughs> yeah. Two. And, uh, but the funny thing is uh, what I was concerned about was when I uploaded them to Facebook because they have their own. It's not like nobody's as hardcore as YouTube yet, but they're getting there. They're trying to catch up. Um, I know Vimeo has a thing, but they're supposed to be very reasonable about like they really get fair use. That was like their whole like angle from the beginning is there for like professionals who wanted to host really high quality. Like their video always looks better than oh, YouTube. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, what I realized was so I put it up to Facebook. The funny thing was the on, you, on YouTube, I ended up taking down the Five Finger Death Punch episode because it was those two really bad. Like it was obvious they were like the video was full screen and it was front to finish. <laughs> those were the two clear yeah. like you can't show this anywhere. Thing. So it's like, OK, fine. I'll uh, like I'll edit it and like reupload it later with things that'll fool you. Um, and but I uploaded that one to Facebook and it didn't get anything flagged at all. So I that's why I ran it. I, it was a bad ad and I need to like design a better ad, but I, I was like, it was a good enough episode. And the fact that it didn't flag anything and the fact that I was so annoyed by it getting flagged, I like ran an ad with it. And it was, it was also like, it didn't help. I mean, it said it was about five finger death punch. And if you know who they are, you know, you may know the song. I apologize. So I just, the title was just, <laughs> I apologize or I don't apologize because uh, of the stuff. So, Anyway, so, uh, I mean, I guess we got our streaming privileges back, which you know if you're watching this right now because we're live on YouTube. 
But we can also stream to Facebook if we have to or whatever. So I don't know. We'll just we'll see how it goes. Uh, and everything will be everywhere anyway is the idea. Uh, so watch wherever you like uh, and tell your friends. And uh, yeah. So Fire Festival is our main topic today. Although, should we actually do the smaller stuff first? Since there's a lot of, I mean, I got, okay, I got like four, I have the four phases of the, like four articles of the fire Festival unfolding <laughs> yeah. in, uh, as, as what a disaster it was. Um, I hadn't heard of it until I, it, you know, blew up as this whole thing. Yeah, I don't follow a lot of influencers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Actually. So yeah, before we get to that, let's talk about, let's do our nerdy prog stuff first. Uh, so the Pain of Salvation, uh, which is a band, if you haven't heard of them, we like a lot. Uh, and uh, there's some... Okay, so there was the recent album where uh, it was a big deal that the second guitar player uh, who had joined uh, Ragnar Zolberg? Is it? <laughs> yeah, Ragnar I, I, something. Yeah, Ragnar, I think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, not only was he pulling a lot of weight in terms of he was helping out with a lot of the high vocals, uh, and, uh, stuff like that, but he wrote, he wrote a lot on the album. Like they wrote it together, which I guess is the first time that's happened since probably like one hour by the concrete lake. Uh, and, uh, and he also, they, they used a couple, at least two songs that were his previous band. So like, he wrote them and they were on albums with his old band. Oh. And you can look up the original and be Wait, like, which, oh. which ones? Uh, Meaningless is one of them. Oh, really? Yes. That's and the best song on the album. Right? It's, yeah. Like, by so far. This, is, this is why this whole thing is really crazy, because uh, uh, it's... The, I just need to say something real yeah. quick. For people who have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> so go, go on YouTube and look up Pain of Salvation Meaningless, uh, because the video features... Supposed necrophilia. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And also, they play... It, there's, like, a weird Sgt. Pepper moment where yeah. they're, like... The band is playing in... in so, They're not sailor suits, but they're white, like, Sgt. Pepper band leader things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's, that's the best song in the album. And if it didn't have... The like whisper parts. Oh yeah, it would legit well, be an thing, awesome song. This is what's so crazy. So okay, so not only like they they say that he wrote the album with him, meaning that he must have had input on other songs that Daniel probably was mostly writing, but the ones that he used, he changed a word, get a third at him. Like changed, Daniel did. Yeah, he changed some of the lyrics. Oh man. And I mean, I guess to you know to fit the. Uh, like the concept or whatever, but they still kind of barely do. Like they, it's really loosely. He needed to, uh, he needed to up the amount of pain in them. Yeah. And, well, okay. So this is all, but this is all extremely relevant to the whole uh, lineup change situation because um, this is why I was so shocked by it because not only. One, we we got to make yeah. one other quick point first. The yes. other thing people need to understand is that um, this dude, Ragnar, Looks like Sebastian Bach, like a young yes, Sebastian Bach. He looks Bach. like he's like he's a very pretty man. He looks like he's from the '80s, but not in the way where we were from. We're like born in the '80s. He just looks like it is the '80s right. in it's, his mind it's right the now. The '80s and it never ended. And and uh, from all the female fans I know of the band, they were very appreciative of, yeah. of this of this fact <laughs> yes. of Ragnar. Uh, and then he did that whole thing with the glitter and the contacts yeah. and stuff. And, and 
you know, I have a because th- it, it was really glam rocked out. His whole thing also it's going to factor into this later because I have some theories. But in the the sec- the wildly speculating part of the 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 show, nice the so Alex Jones I'm gonna, part. Yes, I'm gonna we're gonna establish the things we know to be true, and then I'm gonna wildly speculate about their meaning. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, with we're no gonna... ability to confirm or uh... <laughs> this is our this is our socially responsible info war. <laughs> yes, uh, music wars. Uh, <laughs> war on we for just, your ears. We should just, we should just change wars. the name of the podcast. To music wars. Music wars. <laughs> and There's a like... war on for your ears. They don't want you to hear Pain of Salvation. We'll talk about mind control through garbage. Through the influencers. Yes, we'll get the to influencers. That. This is, I'm just calling it right now. This is Music Wars episode music wars. one. <laughs> this is, your music is bad, but episode 53. <laughs> but also Music Wars. Music Wars episode one. Because the music war has begun. <laughs> That's worth declaring. I want to go to space. <laughs> That's my favorite of the... The, so like uh, like the Young Turks has like perfectly soundboarded certain Alex Jones quotes. That is my favorite. He's like, I want to go to space. It's like, yeah, cool, man. Me too. But like, and well, and a down. lot of us probably want you to also go to space. Right. You are welcome to go there, uh, especially if you don't have a, a way to get back. Uh, so off blast. Okay. So uh, so they wrote. This he wrote the album. The other thing is that they were so very public about like I don't know if it was intentional, but it was basically good marketing uh, all over social media. It was all about the bromance between Daniel and <laughs> again, Ragnar. Again, I'm, I'm really not glad. kidding, and I'm, I'm not really, exaggerating. I'm really glad I, uh, I, I don't follow kidding. a lot of influencers. Right and I am not, well, you know, these are prog influencers. <laughs> I, yeah, I but, know, yeah. but I'm just I missed all of this. Wait, so what was there was a bromance subtext? Was this made up by no, the prog media? No, no, or this was, was this, like. So from the band, right? No, okay. it was a, again. It was it was was it just from Daniel Ragnar? Or was it from other members of the band? Who's like, it's been really beautiful um, to watch well, their bromance. Well, probably the whole yeah the whole the whole band is like relatively new, so they're all super right. psyched about oh, it. One other point we need to bring up for people who don't know what we're talking about: uh, this is a band it, that used to also have Daniel's brother in it, which doesn't anymore. Yes. So, so so like basically, there was Pain of Salvation. Uh, if you're not, if you're not factoring in the guitar changes, really Mark one, right? Because Mag Dick, when he left, you didn't really notice. Yeah. Um, and so it's like Mark one is is I guess through like uh, no Mag Dick only played on the first album. No, I'm yeah. saying, but if oh, we, okay. if I don't make Mark two like just because Mag Dick left, like oh, no, okay, like you said, sure, nobody sure. noticed. So it's still Mark one really. Sure. So Mark one up through like at least B or B, Scar Sick, because then his brother left, and then everybody else left. I mean. Uh, it doesn't like it. Basically, the only uh, album you really notice is uh, is is the Road Salts, because, which I didn't listen to. Which, which honestly, like, was between, so bad. Between the writing and the style of the albums and the actual credits, because I noticed in the credits, there's like certain songs where you're just like, Daniel did everything, and right. uh, and also certain people either left in between those albums or like once they both came out, you know, so it was like everyone kind of dropped off. It was like, basically those should have been like solo albums. Also, right. they were like the weakest concept they've ever done because it was all like, it's kind of like, you know, the perfect element and remedy lane, but uh different, but similar, but I don't know. Same thing. Yeah, whatever. Right. It, it was, was like all kind of very like out of similar. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, but it was like kind of similar themes. No, but you're right. Those absolutely should have been solo albums. It would yeah. have gone a lot way to not, damaging their brand exactly and uh and so and they practically were if you look at the actual personnel and everything and so 
so it really, and it, and it also, uh, then after that, there was the whole, uh, his illness thing. And so after that, it was like Ragnar coming in was a big part of like reigniting the band. And, uh, there's this little like documentary series that somebody, I don't know who did on them. And I watched like the first half of it, but it's weird because the first half of it just shows, the band like being a mess like it shows <laughs> wait so they were going like for the metallica thing I, I was like right but at least like they're super famous so like i don't how is this helping is what i'm asking because like the, they're tortured they, artists there's a second man. half and i assume the second half is like the rat because ragnar isn't in the band in the first half and the second half i assume is ragnar coming in and being like ta-da but like now it'd be weird to release that because it'd be like wasn't that cool <laughs> anyway that guy's gone like I, it's so things are looking up for that right. Sure when he leaves. So the first half is mostly uh, the previous bass player joining and then leaving because right, he was because he too. joined during Road Salt and he was like, "What is is this like Beatles kind of stuff? What are we doing?" And he was like, and then Daniel's like, "Hey man, if you don't like the Beatles, and it's like you're missing the point. Like that's yeah. that's not the point. Um, like it's like it's pretty obvious that this is not the same as like the early. anyway. So it's this that dude leaving and then it kind of ends like. Now what? Like, I, I think Johan also, like, quit and rejoined during that, but then, like, he's still going to quit again because we know what happens because we're in the future and this is in the past. And they still haven't released the second half of it. So anyway, so from that, I could see some of the workings of, like, how it's kind of a mess and, like, um, and which some of ties into Ragnar's message about when he left. So fast forward, uh, the other part is that, like, the tour seemed to go so well and the release of the yeah, album. The there release of the of, album. There were a lot of people at their shows. The response to the album was uh, very extremely, almost too positive because it was like, yeah, it's pretty good, but, like, come on. Like, everybody, like, well, Prague. everyone is so thirsty at right, this point. Right, exactly. And... Desperate but, for Prague. And also, again, they they did a lot of smart moves. They made a high-quality video for the best song on the album. Like, I just found I just found this thing, and it was... I assume it wasn't just, like, some random fan thing, because it's on the Inside Out YouTube channel. There's, like, a CGI video for Undertow, and it's awful. I don't know if I've seen it's, that. So, okay, you know the... um, Like, the wireframe kind of? Yeah, you know yeah. the wireframe people? So it's the two wi naked wireframe people, mm. like, in a prison cell or something, and it's a bunch of, like... It's literally like someone made these models in Maya or what or Blender or whatever, yeah. and then was like, "Cool, spin it around." <laughs> that's a that's so, a video. So I'm like, what you're saying what? is Daniel probably made it. He's or, like, maybe well, I'll give no, it to the No, it actually it looks like someone's like 3D modeling class like project, right? But it's on it. So maybe it maybe it was an Inside Out saw it and was like. We'll, hey, we'll use yeah. that because the bar for prog metal is very low. <laughs> right? So whatever. But anyway, so my point was, yeah, you know, they did a really good job uh, around this album, around the tour and everything. Yeah. Um, the, the response was, like, I saw a lot of reviews uh, that were, you know, for, for people who, who want to, hear, you know, the right audience. Uh, well, and think and about who their tour support was. Oh yeah, who Mike, Mike Portnoy's oh, kids. Right. Well, band. Uh, that's right. Did they actually play? Did he play on the whole tour? Oh, I don't know. I th I think he did because my I just, guess is they did because it was the show we were I just, at. I just, I just you to, made the really good point right. of who would have a great 
drum kit to share on tour. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, they yeah, they did. Um, but I, I mentioned that because like. Uh, they also do this thing where they just hop on New York dates of Prague tours, oh, and yeah. like the we're, we're going to be seeing uh, Eden Song and Imminent Sonic Destruction because they're playing at the venue that we have to go to if anybody <laughs> plays there. Um, and next to none is like added on as like the opener. I was like, can I go to a show and not see next to none? Uh, it's that's what's they, their name is a description of the amount of shows they are not <laughs> right. They're, how many Prague shows are they not on next, next to, to none? none. Um, so. Right. So okay. So here's the the thing. This, so there's this really good tour, really good album release, uh, and and they're uh, like Ragnar's post about it. You know, seems to follow that like uh, they were doing pretty well. Here, I'll I'll just find the post and read yeah, yeah, it because that's and then I'll read Daniel's post. Zolberg, and then I'll speculate wildly. Right. Then we'll get into the music wars section of the <laughs> show. I gotta get past all the. Oh yeah. Here's one of the. They post some of the um, other glam, original glam rock things. So that's the other thing. While I'm looking for this, um, he he has yeah he has this whole like you know uh, like one of those dudes. He looks like one of those dudes who thinks Guns N' Roses is the best band of all time, and and like he lives in L.A. I mean, it's, oh, it's, no, it's like, that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. These dudes, you go to L.A. and there are all these dudes who are like, glam rock's still a thing. And you're like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess. I guess in L.A. If you want to play bar shows forever. Right. Okay. I'm almost, I think I almost got it. So many, because everyone had to post on his wall and be like, hey, man, I know you're going to do great. If only these things were easier to search. That's my main gripe about, like, Facebook. Yeah. Searching for stuff. I should have, like... Queued it up. Like, copy-pasted it. Should have gotten some ammo for your music war. Yeah. I forgot. See, I'm totally prepared for Fire Festival, but this thing, I... Okay, I've definitely gone past it now. All right. Yeah, Facebook sucks. Um. All right. Anyway, uh... Can't just search for it. Let me try. Uh... Think of what the most obnoxious word he used in that post. Man, I don't know. This is pretty recently. Yeah, but the thing hides stuff. And Here, let me just... Around. I'd say you could edit this out, but, you know, we're live. It's live. It. It's live. Live, it. live internet, people. Let's see if, if these guys have links to the appropriate stuff. Um... Oh, man. Balls. Okay, I remember what he said, so let me just uh, paraphrase the information, because whatever. Um, we're live! Uh, so basically, though, he said, uh, so during the period, uh, you remember how I said that the first uh, New York Pain of Salvation show I went to since they, like, swore off the U.S. and all that weird stuff? Oh, yeah. Should um, we recap that story Yeah, well, this people? is important. It's relevant. So they've I've seen them, like, I guess three or four times since then. Or, or including that one. And it's really, it, that's why it was such a big deal. This show was so much better and it was really put together. And, and even though they played a lot of new stuff, it was good. And so compared to flashback to this previous show, this tour, they had one guitar player. Uh, a few songs had two guitars because the merch guy jumped in, but they were all like... <laughs> I did not see that They show. were one-finger, like, drop-tuning stuff. Like, you never did anything that wasn't, like, a, a single-finger bar thing. 
and um and they were doing a bunch of really weird acoustic covers which yeah, led I to that totally acoustic cover tour. right and reasonably it was also like this is also the first show that they were in that i saw them in the marlin room and i was like why are they in this room because it was such a tiny crowd and i was like there's a smaller room that usually is where I, when I see a band, that's where they are because <laughs> nobody's heard of them, but they're like in this bigger room. It's nice, but it's weird when there's like not that many no people there, and you're yeah. like, this room's so huge. And it seemed that way until the last show. This is the first show where I was like, maybe it's appropriate that they're in this room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a whole uh, other topic. But uh, there was, was acoustic. So Ragnar posted, it turned out he had quit. He had already joined the band. They claimed that he was like, unavailable because of like family reasons or something i thought like he had just had a kid or something but it turns out uh from his recent post he had quit and i guess it was partially because he like he was like it wasn't what i signed up for the way the band is run and uh very ghost-esque <laughs> yeah and uh well yeah and, and you uh, faceless ghouls <laughs> right uh this is the pain pa of salvation papa. is that you have to suffer through being in this papa, band with me papa daniel papa. and the nameless ghosts <laughs> and the nameless Na sorry nameless ghouls nameless ghouls um okay so ghouls he uh so what was it? okay um so, so, so he posted that, right, he had quit and then rejoined. And it sounds like maybe it was that he joined, he realized it's a band where Daniel's like, so I write everything and that's it. Fuck you. And then he quit. And then, like, it makes sense that when he rejoined is when they, like, bromanced out and were like, you can write this album with me, bro. Like, bros for, and like, and my guess is because he is a... Sebastian Bach, Guns N' Roses type <laughs> dude, who also like you know even on stage he like he wears his guitar super low, even when it clearly is affecting his ability to play certain things, because he's just it's rock you and roll. Look cool, man. Just rock and rock roll and life. Roll, you gotta look cool. And so I, my thought is like okay, so to, to again try to look at both sides of it because there's there's kind of like potential negative on both sides, um, which also seems to be the most realistic uh, picture to me. There's a possibility. Whoa, whoa. This music war is not about fair and balanced. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Man. I mean, let me you speculate need to crank wildly. it up. So, so we know that like Pain of Salvation, especially the the previous like the the peak lineup was tight as fuck live too. Like they yeah. were so fucking tight. Yeah. And even though Mark II, the recent show was good, one of the specific moments that I noticed that made me go, oh yeah, they're not quite 100 percent like the old lineup was was during rope ends when there's all those like progressively more complicated yeah. drum fills like and then each time it adds like you know like that yeah and he just like didn't do, do them and yeah. i was like where's the coolest part of this big yeah this i didn't i didn't notice that at the time but now that you mention it yeah yeah i weirdly like i think i was specifically for some reason i was like listening for it and then i was like probably because it sounded super straight when they played the intro too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so 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 my you know part of my theory is that uh, cause you know, people, other people in the past have said stuff about how Daniel maybe runs the band, but at the same time, uh, there are certain cases where like somebody should be helming it because they are writing most of the stuff. They know what they want out of it. Like a lot of people, like I've heard a lot of stuff about like people say Steve Vai is difficult, but from what I've heard, it just sounds like he just knows what he wants. And then he tells you to do it. And like 30% of musicians just don't get that. They're just like, 
hey man, I gotta be me. And you're like, no, you gotta play what I hired you to play. Right, and then he's this like, this is a job. But, but I understand a, that as a musician, you've never but like, I got had a, a job before. <laughs> right, exactly. But exactly. this is how it works in the grown-up world where we make money. Yeah, so that's part of my theory is that maybe Ragnar's... And that would also explain if he joined the band and he was like, I thought this was a band where like... He was like, know, I don't need no instructions to know right. how to rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And so... Uh, so maybe they compromised and the compromise is partially like, which also would make sense where it's like, well, it makes sense that all the stuff fits the sort of complexity level of Ragnar's songs, right? The, there's that one really cool riff at the beginning of the album where I'm like, pain of salvation is back. And then no other riff is as cool as it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, they're kind of back. Um, so, uh, so that would fit with my theory that maybe he partially was just like, he didn't, like the intensity of like okay like can you you know play this with all of these notes and everything and he's like and it's like not exactly because like one of his things was he said that like you know uh he didn't uh his list of like reasons ways he was mistreated one of them was like every show it was like criticism and it's like was it criticism or was it feedback from the guy (laughs) who's banned because like who wrote this song because what because you know so yeah so my so I have no info on this whatsoever. Mm. So this is pure, speculate. This is pure music war coming out of my mouth right now. Hot fire. Hot takes. Uh, I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised if part of the thing was, you know, he wanted to work on his other bands and stuff, right? And Daniel's like, mm-hmm. you got to dedicate to this band, right? And so he's yeah. like, all right, I'm out. And then Daniel was just like, all right, you can come back. Um, but instead of doing those other bands, you could just do that stuff in this band right yeah like, yeah you know anything that passes the the daniel <laughs> you know bar of whatever like yeah yeah seems well and, and okay so then and the next layer to it is there was like financial stuff too is he said Ooh, that imagine that a metal band right. didn't have any money right so uh so ragnar's uh take was a um he was i think he said he was paid like a thousand euros as just like a flat fee for like the recording of the album or something he said basically that was that was basically <laughs> what he was paid at some point it was just that like he just hilarious. at one point he was like the only thing i was paid was a thousand euros and he claimed that uh he claimed that the album was selling reasonably well and that the band was doing better financially since the recent tour and um and but he still wasn't kind of getting any kind of compensation but more so what confused me was that it sounded like he said he wasn't given credit on the album well, that's the thing. If he got paid for the recording, then it very well could have had it could have been drawn up his work for hire. Right. And right. so basically he may have. Uh... So just a quick point for yes. people who don't know. So in um, authorship scenarios, if something's a work for hire. So if I pay you to write me a song, I'm the legal owner of the song. Right. I wrote the song. As far right. as the law <laughs> yes. is concerned, I wrote the song. So yeah. that may seem absurd to people, but I just need to make that very clear. Um, I won't get into right. some other stories I have about that, but just know that, like, imagine the worst implications of that, and they're true. <laughs> yeah. So music, that's music yeah, war. That that would make then that actually would make make sense. And on top of that, but what's weird about that too is like. Right. So the question is, like, did he have him sign something where he basically swindled him? Because on top of that, some of well, the look, again, no, some of the songs the were already written. You, if you sign something, if you can read, 
and right. have had the opportunity to consult a lawyer, you are not being swindled. Right. You are well, being I, 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 I mean, if like, ha- so I don't mean you in can, the eyes of the law. Right. You can, I just mean in, like, terms of it's a musician who, and you, and, like, musicians are known for signing shit <laughs> they shouldn't. He really like, needed that $1,000 so that he could consult a lawyer. Right. Well, clearly he didn't, he didn't know I'm that. I'm sorry, if Euros. That's, if that's what that was, he clearly didn't, doesn't know it. It doesn't mean that he didn't sign something attesting that he did know it, but the point is he does, you know, if that was the case, he wasn't like, I was paid this, but then I, because, and he wasn't clear that he didn't get, it, it was, it was implied he didn't get credit, but it wasn't 100% clear. Because again, he even posted during when the album was coming out, like, here's the original version of this song I wrote that's on this album. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. You, This is clearly the same song. Like, because I listened to it be like, what did you change? And it was like, not much, but enough. And I'm like, well, so what? So he, uh, my, so my view of that was like, Daniel's like, you know, weaseling his credit in on this one, but he's still going to give, he's still going to get credit because he, he talked all over the place publicly about how he wrote it with him. And then, like, so I was like, how can he not give him credit if he's constantly talking about giving him credit? If he paid and it's, for it. You're right. If he paid for it is exactly how. And uh, so that's interesting because, again, there's, uh, you know, a history of, like, how is this dude running his band? Because we know that he's, like, the primary primary creative force. But Well, yeah, but I think, I think there's a few. So, I mean, the name of the band, right? Pain of Salvation. Right. I, I've always said dude has a messiah complex. Oh, yeah, a lot of people and, have, have said that as well. And, yeah, and, I mean, it's like you just look at the name, right? right. you know, and so... I would not well, also, be Also, if you listen to Forward. <laughs> or, like, any of their other songs. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but anyway, so... Oh, but so that's why... Words, this is why Matt. I was... Not credits, words. Right. So this is why I was... So the funny thing is, when I saw this post from Ragnar, um, I really thought he was quitting, but then he was like, and then I was fired. And we were like, what the what? And... I mean, because he was talking about, like, yeah, you know, I can't really afford it. It's, you know, it's not really making me any money, whatever. Even though the band's doing better, I'm not seeing any of it. And I'm like, oh, he's quitting. And then it's like, and then yesterday I got fired. <laughs> like, what? And then Daniel posts. Oh, yeah. So I, let me see. I can probably find Daniel's post because he doesn't post as much. Um, he doesn't have as many he doesn't like, have glam, this, glam rock pictures. He doesn't have as many people being like, I know that you're not famous enough to, like, not appreciate this. So it was really <laughs> cool meeting you. You're the coolest person in the world. Um, I'm totally just going to scroll through and not find it either, nice. I'm guessing. Um, it's going to be a regular predicting. segment of Music Wars. <laughs> Let's try to find this shit. Try to find the corroborating No, I just need to make, um, I'll make, a, I'll make, make a, it up. I'll make a Music Wars bumper so that anytime we're about to wildly speculate, <laughs> we can signify be like, uh, that, you know, this part shouldn't be taken. Music, uh, music Wars. Wars. Okay, that's the end of the tour, so it's got to be more recently than that. But it doesn't organize things chronologically. You're right. Oh, I fucking hate you. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you can't search... You can't search, and it's not in chronological order. Okay, anyway. So, Daniel's side of it... uh, Yeah, again, it sounded like there was some implication on his end. Uh, He was more... He was less clear about it, but it was... uh, he did not address, like, how... It, it, again, it seemed to me that it was weird that he was like, thanks for the bromance or whatever, <laughs> but, like, but thanks for, like, like resurrecting my band. Now, uh, the old guy's back, so uh, beat it. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the, the positive is that Johan, guitar player Johan is back, and he was always a very good guitar player, and he could play all the stuff. And that was the other thing, is I, I, I had speculated about Ragnar's playing 
not just because of the new album, but because of the old stuff they chose to play, right? There was, it, it just seemed like they were missing any of the really technical stuff. Um, and Right, I mean, again, this band never really had, like, pyrotechnics. Right, I mean, in but, terms of, like, there were, uh, it's mostly, like, ru- rhythmically, right, it's more, like, rhythmically technical, uh, yeah, it's not, like, super, like, shreddy or anything, but more, like, um, usually more like a rhythmic kind of thing, like, you know, uh, count this part kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, but, you know, but they still, like, again, even the rope ends part, like, if you play it really simply, it's not that complicated, but if you add all the accents, which is the whole point of the part, is that it's this simple, like, I'm a, like, upbeats, right? Like, not that complicated, but then the drums <laughs> are like really complicated. It's like a really fast reggae. <laughs> right. And so that's clearly one of those things where, where like, again, so, like, Obviously, you know, Daniel's idea for this part, he probably wrote what he wanted those drum fills to kind of be like in terms of the rhythm. And so, it, you know, again, it's like, this is what I want. Can you do this? And the old guy was like, brah, brah, brah. and the new guy's like, ba-bam, ba-bam, ba-bam. and it's like, oh, man, I guess. Because, like, you know, th- there's not a million people beating down the door to join Pain of Salvation because uh, they've never been, I'm sure, seen as very profitable, at least not. Um, and it's not a gig you do for the exposure, right? So it's like uh, it's not a launching this pad. Is, well, this is really the the problem with Mark II because like everyone left, and for reasonable, like completely valid reasons, uh, and it was just like a landslide of kind of bad things happening at the same time. And so it's it's really do they have a song called Landslide? Because I feel like <laughs> no. that would be great, and um, and then fuck, you could compare it to. You know, yeah, um, Stevie Nicks. But uh, <laughs> so the point is, you know, like it's it's almost surprising that there's still a band. You know, I'm, I'm almost gonna, I'm gonna music wars it right now <laughs> and, <laughs> and speculate that the next Fantasyation album will have a song called Landslide if the album itself is not titled Landslide. I'd, I'd be willing to. You think it's gonna be about the the rebirth <laughs> of Fantasyation? It's gonna be about. Um, well, no, because everything is about like a traumatic experience from the past, right? right? So it's going to be about everyone leaving the right, band. Right, the traumatic experience of everyone leaving the band. Well, he, the thing is, he wrote he already wrote a song on the new one about like having a new band up lineup, basically. That's okay. He uh, needs to. He doesn't have any new ideas, so he's just going to expand that theme out <laughs> to, right. well, was, to an so hour the, to seventy two minutes. This is the thing, like like you're saying, like so, uh, you know, uh, scars. Okay, so all of Pain of Salvation falling off. One of the in addition to all the people leaving, bad decisions in terms of like uh, exposure in the U.S. Uh, and oh yeah, the whole <sighs> and the label falling apart. So like all this shit happened. But on top of that, the like because they 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 set they set an unfortunate precedent for themselves, which is one of the reasons they're a great band. But also like was it was just it was a ticking time bomb from the beginning. Is that every album was a concept album, and they were good like consistently good for at least four of them. And so it was just like that had to fall off at some point. And so Scarsick was like the disappointing perfect element part two because it should just I mean, it was just like so well, it wasn't, not, well, it wasn't in any way related to the first one. Right. Because because I mean, here's the deal. It fell off, in my opinion, with voicemails to God. Right. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty terrible concept. Right. Well, the, the problem with that one is the concept. They went too big. It was like, it's so big. It doesn't fit on the album. Then the album's not going to be as then good maybe, as you think. Right. Then maybe you don't You're make gonna, an album. About right. It. Maybe, maybe you like, need a different medium. Right. There was it was it was it was literally uh, it was pretentious. It was literally see my, my my problem with people calling stuff pretentious is usually like 
when you're talking about it's like okay but like but did they do the thing they said they were going to do right because if they did that it's not actually pretentious right pretentious means that you're like pretending to a higher standard than it actually is and uh so i'm always so my it was always my bullshit like you know people like oh this like queensreich or rush whatever really pretentious i'm like Actually, uh, because they pulled off exactly the truth, technically it's not pretentious. It's like, that's really pretentious. You're like, but, that word doesn't mean what you think it means. Right, exactly. Well, that's exactly, exactly. It's okay, like, okay, asshole, what word should I be using? Right. Uh, but it is fitting when bands are too, like, full of shit and they're like, this is so fancy. And you're like, it doesn't hold up, you know? Like, uh, like Beyonce's Lemonade is pretentious. Um, and anyway, so my point being, um, B was like super pretentious. Yeah, like, voicemails like, to God. That the, was terrible. The list of like and books then, you read to make this album with like you know like Carl Sagan and stuff. And yeah. like I read all these science books because there's so much science. Good, in this album. good way to be a science man now, <laughs> right? And then yeah, and then uh, Scarsick was it like I mean the first one was a pretty. I mean it was pretty clear. It's about being broken from developmental abuse, yeah. both like familial and like sexually yeah. right and then scarsick right which the name has that same sort of connotation yeah but then it was basically like a big fuck you america right it, well, right? it was it trying was to like, be that's not the thing i think it was trying to be kind of a uh it was trying to be like a opposite that doesn't exist to the first one like the first one's focusing right on how society is affecting people i think the second one's supposed to be focusing more on society and like looking at it, but the problem is right. His right, whole but, idea of society is that rap sucks right. and America sucks. And, even and, if, and you can make that argument. Like yeah. you could argue that um, the internet t uh, trends towards monoculture. Mm. Like uh, I won't agree with that argument, but you could make it. But he didn't even do that. Right. If right. that was well, his yeah, argument, exactly. he it's didn't not, do a good right. job. It's not. It was just it ended F you America. Up, right. And so it ended up like uh, it ended up feeling less contrived and also well, if the disco song was supposed to be like ironic <laughs> or like a fever dream or something that didn't come across no it, just it was, was like a uh, bad song yeah no it was totally trying to it was a. Uh, I mean they're swedish so it's like the abba in their dna that forced them i think yeah to but do that. abba's like a but, billion times better than well, that yeah bullshit. the point is it was uh, trying to do disco metal um but without any real like proper sense of humor about it um, right, that's what I'm saying. If it was supposed to be ironic, right. I missed that. Right. So, okay, so the point, anyway, my point is, though, is the compared to the perfect element per one, it's like it's less of a well-developed concept, but it's also so different from what all the previous implications of what part two would have been. Remember, he said all this shit about like what a big deal it was. It was going to be all like string sections and shit. And then it was right, totally the opposite of that. And right. B was all the string sections right. and shit. And so he was going to, the whole thing, it seemed that like he wanted to do B as like a lead up, but then he just like gave up on Perfect Element 2 being like that. And so the fact that he just released it and he was like, guess what? The secret is it's part two. It's like, well, nobody ex like, thought this was part two and then the fact that you told them that's just disappointing right You're just and disappointing then, everybody and it's one of those deals where things are usually better if you don't have to point them out to people right right so if you had to explain that it's part two it's probably not an right. effective part two and exactly and it was uh it was not super clear and on top of that it just yeah it didn't fit any of the expectations he had set up for it and so even if you liked it, you couldn't really be like, fuck yeah. Like, no, but even people who liked it weren't like, finally right. part no, two. No, like, nobody, nobody was willing was, to defend that. Right. It was sort of, it, it was like at best a guilty pleasure. Right, yeah. Like. 
so uh, anyway, my point is, um, and then after that, as we talked about, road salt is like totally yeah, like. I didn't uh, even see now this. I could get into some serious music war because I haven't even listened to the album. <laughs> right. I I saw the video for Linoleum and I was like, this is garbage. Anyway, uh, this whole this whole tangent actually. My point was going to be that when I heard about Daniel's illness, I, I was don't like, even know about this. Oh, so he got uh, necrotizing fasciitis, which is like oh, the flesh-eating okay. bacteria I do that remember, kills. Uh, I do remember hearing about dude this. from Slayer. On his back, and so he's Jeff, in the hospital. Jeff Hanneman. Yeah, and so he's in the hospital for several months. That's what the new album is about. Basically, his brush with death. And so I was like, if there's anything that's a good topic for him to write an album about, it's this. So this was like, like the terrible news of his illness was like <laughs> my light, of the, like like a, a a beacon of hope for the band. I was like, yeah. oh, this could be. That's a good album topic, bro. You should write an <laughs> album about that. Like that's that's pretty good. Like so. Uh, and that's also why when it came out, I was kind of like, it's it's good, and it's probably the best, the best we're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although, I don't know, maybe if the entire ba- if they can do well enough that the entire band like decides it's financially beneficial right. to reach if, if, there's a, if, there's a, if there's a financial reward that's right. like, hey, maybe we should put some effort into well, this. And that might be why Johan rejoined, because they, again, they, they got over that, like, they clearly made up a decent amount of what they lost before. Well, and, well, and here's the other thing. Like, like you said, there were a bunch of people at that, at that show. If maybe yeah. this is causing their back catalog to sell, yeah. those guys had points on that stuff. They might be like, "Oh man, oh, we yeah. really need this stuff to sell." Like, yeah. who knows? Because as for as much shit as we're talking right now, those first four albums are literally four of the best albums ever by anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like the on- exactly. The only album that I think is a better rock album than Remedy Lane is Mars Volta deloused in the comatory. Mm. Like Remedy Lane is probably number two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Really into Deloused. Deloused is amazing. And it's it's another one of those deals where it's like after that, like Francis the Mute is not. Oh yeah, not well good. I didn't even get into Deloused, but I heard it because my roommate yeah. was really into it. And then everything after that I was like, why well, would I bother? Because well, it was noticeably uh, the I I almost said Octavarium. Uh, they, um, I can't, why am I blanking on this? They're, the album that Mars Volta has that starts with an octahedron, sorry. Uh, octahedron is very good. Okay. It is, it's, um, well, part first, of what makes DeLaus so good is, is the energy. Yeah, if right? anything, I would just start listening to DeLaus and then, like, yeah. and just do that first if I was going to suddenly. But, but Octavarium is like, it's, it's like, imagine if they were a much chiller band. Yeah. But still amazing. Yeah. But like Francis and you, it was garbage. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they were basically trying to like keep, keep, keep it going. And you're like, no, it's over. It's yeah. done. Like, leave it be. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, d is amazing. And Remedy Lane is probably number two. Yeah. So anyway, so, so my whole thing is that, yeah, it, it in a weird way, it kind of makes sense that, um, my guess, like, honestly, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Ragnar would have quit if he hadn't been fired. It's a very familiar scenario for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, 
But because, you know, because, again, he was like, I'm not, you know, I can't live off this or whatever. And even though the band's doing better, but I don't seem to be doing better. What's up with that? And why haven't I thought about this? Is, is, is he Swedish though, or is he like he's Icelandic, Icelandic or something? Yeah. So do, does he get the same kind of stipend that the Swedish guys uh, get? I don't know. I don't know if uh, Iceland has the same kind of we gotta, thing We should going. ask him. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we like, yeah. Music Wars needs to know. We need to know. What's going on? What is the deal? Did Daniel try to get you to do any satanic sacrifices of any kind? <laughs> what? What? Do you listen to a lot of Joe Rogan? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's interesting because it seems to like... Um, I, it's interesting because it's... Uh, uh, a lot of what Ragnar said fits with what I've heard and seen about the way the band is run or isn't run. And yet at the same time, it could be he might not have been able to pull off the full technical side of things Dude, I, and couldn't take criticism about it. my guitar that low, I couldn't either. Right, it's exactly. Like, like, it's yeah. just not yeah. possible. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and on a semi hollow body yeah like, and if, it's just not like, yeah. yeah and it, so if, and if daniel's talking to johan again and suddenly he wanted to come back i could totally see him being like Arr. yeah thanks buddy but uh johan's coming back so that's cool but again so johan's coming back so at least on the guitar they can play everything now let's see if his brother comes back yeah i that's probably the least like because he lives in another country now <laughs> oh yeah yeah or, like denmark or something uh netherlands yeah So uh, anyway, I think that that covers uh, Pain Salvation. Um, and uh, although it'll be interesting to hear, yeah. So I, I'm curious what the next album will be about because uh, you got to come up with a good. <laughs> I hope landslide. It's about everyone leaving the band. <laughs> Very possible. All right. So Fire Festival. Let's see how long do we talk about Pain of Salvation already? A long time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, no edits. So uh, let's, if you haven't heard about Fire Festival, uh, it was a festival, uh, Ja of, Rule. Of fire. It wasn't, like, Ja it, Rule was like the it was celebrity. A, it was a festival in which everyone got fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, but they did it. That's actually I a key know. part. We'll come, we'll come key to part. that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So uh, it's foreshadowing, Matt. Right, so basically, they I'm music wars in this. <laughs> uh, the they ooh, I can play the little. Uh, I can play the little. I don't think I'll get flagged if I play the um, their what you call it. <laughs> their bro their little, video. Yeah, their 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 stock footage. Their stock footage. Yes. Let me just. Okay, what am I doing? Oh yeah, look, I got to do it on the iPad. That's why. All right. Uh, let me talk instead. Uh, so okay so they uh it was supposed to be the super premium you know like celebrities and uh it was well, promoted as you gotta you gotta kind of set this up yeah so that there's been a trend over time mm. in the u.s in particular uh marked mainly by coachella that music festivals like the music business which is a business whose yes. product happens to be music there were festivals that happened to have music at them. Yeah, right. that's a yeah, that's a good way of describing it. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, I think it is exactly entirely explains the situation. And so, and you can there's like all kinds of BS articles 
around and i wish like i'm not even tapped in enough to this to be able to cite like like what types of sites write this crap mm. but you would see i would see articles about like um oh like you know women in their 30s and 40s that like they they have this whole prep for coachella like they go get plastic surgery just to go to coachella whatever yeah or i'm sorry chella like, <laughs> right. like it was it, it was oh, one yeah. of these well, things where they even... call out all this dumb stuff and you're yeah. just like okay this is absurd so there was this whole entire ecosystem around the thing and then it was like oh yeah and some bands like that you've heard of are gonna play right and it's all well and they they uh it's like all people who uh like tour everywhere anyway like they're just the biggest people and it's like do you want to see them with a bigger crowd around you for some reason than the place you normally would see them come to good show like and you can like also see somebody else big at the same time except you can't because they're at the same time right and you can't get anywhere because there's too many people <laughs> uh so yeah so like you said like so super shitty festivals uh and so basically right uh, and so they're being sold as experience right so sold as experience like all it's all about the image and people also just go to them just to say i went to coachella bro you know right and, and so like that. and so then there's a new york parallel to this right where there's okay so if you go to a club in new york right like there's a pretty well-defined set of things that you may do there like you will probably purchase drinks you will probably interact with strangers yeah like that's about it right but there are clubs where you can pay much more money to do this <laughs> yeah right and it's ostensibly the same thing but the deal is there's two reasons to do this one it, obviously on the club's part if you can sucker people into giving you money great but two if you're if you're like a celebrity or someone who otherwise like like when they go out into public like like there's a situation so like uh, someone who may not necessarily be like a celebrity but like a hedge fund manager right where it's like if people know who he is he might get bugged about like money crap or, or whatever and it's like so you want to go somewhere where like only other people who have so much money to waste that they don't care about like that you're alex rodriguez or whatever like you can you can do that right so so then so then it becomes a status symbol for people who aren't those people to be like bro i wasted all this money and <laughs> yeah. went to that fucking club you heard of how was it i did the same shit i did at every other <laughs> club and you're like awesome did you interact with any famous people no because they could tell that i recognized that they were famous and they didn't know who i was and they were like keep me the fuck away from that guy and yeah. they're like all right i saw him from like across like 50 people <laughs> Right. Uh, so this is again it's the same sort of thing where it's like the exclusive festival yeah so uh you know so uh, <laughs> the main thing is they uh part of the the concept was they were gonna go to like you know uncharted paradises <laughs> international waters it, yeah, pretty much and turn them into <laughs> like you know these amazing like resorts basically but like basically you know uh, pop-up resort right, festival pop up resort. so like so they're gonna build so it's already the most expensive idea and then they basically wasted all the money on like like i mean not entirely bad promotion ideas but at least spending look, too it, much on look, them no it got the word out right because right. they, they it, at least get the, the social promo media idea. clearly worked they basically they, they pretty but, much spent but the reason they spent too much was because they didn't budget actually having the festival right 
And uh, let's see, I'll skip to, I have this this one. Um, this is my favorite article, which is uh, a Vice article, <laughs> which also <laughs> has the, the most important quote. So there was an article, the first article I read was somebody who worked on the festival and they reported how it was basically doomed from the start, all the BS about oh, uh, yeah. the organization. Is this the one about the dude who's like, and I quit? When, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, so the, the quote from that article that went around is the, the headline on this vice, this vice article, uh, the one in 10, cause I've decided vice has like a one to 10, like good article and then just garbage and then good article and like 90% garbage. Even a broken clock is right exactly. twice a day. Uh, so the, 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 the quote was when, when on a conference call, somebody was literally told, like, we don't have the budget for right. this. They were like, they were like here's right. what we need to do. Yeah. We need to scrap the festival. We oh, need, yeah, yeah. And we it need was, to start right. planning right now for next right. year. Refund everyone. Start promoting for next year because there's no way it can happen. And the response was, let's just do it and be legends, man. <laughs> that is the actual quote. Let's just do it and be legends, man. And that perfectly sums it up. Uh, right. The cluelessness of these people. What's funny is the subtitle is Fire Festival organizers blew all their money early on models, planes, and yachts. Yachts. And if they had just had the festival on um, yachts, probably would have solved all the problems. Or like turn into a cruise it, festival and be like, uh, it's on a boat now. It would have been very difficult, I think, to power the back line. You're right. It would actually work for yachts. It would would be literally like... uh, But it would have been amazing. It it would have been cruise ship. You know that thing that happens every... No, no, but you know that thing that happens every uh, spring in in Chicago where everyone takes their boat? It's like a gigantic boat party, but it's just a bunch of individual boats, Okay, yeah. right? And so you could like have a festival like that. Yeah. The only problem is, again, powering the back line (laughs) on whatever yacht is the stage yacht. Mm. But I mean... That, I mean, the other thing is, I could see a lot of accidents occurring when people <laughs> trying to get their boats closer to the stage. Yeah, but like, <laughs> in premise, yacht fest. In premise, it sounds be more like fun. That's that's our. We'll develop yacht fest. <laughs> okay, the, the premier we, yacht rock yacht rock for yacht owners. <laughs> <or something. laughs> uh, okay, so all right. Uh, so this is the best part about the the, the Instagram promotion. Um, yeah, so most when they were talking about wasting the budget on promo, most of it was they they paid people on Instagram who had a bunch of followers, right? Who they identified as influencers <laughs> to post about like, oh man, this festival's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's so be there. <laughs> uh, McThar- okay. Uh, <laughs> if Fire Festival seemed like a last. Seemed last minute. That's because it was. McFarland thought of the idea in October 2016 and announced the <laughs> festival on Instagram a month later, spending millions on models, private jets, and yachts to promote what would be his first ever large-scale event, sources familiar with the planning said. He spent $250,000 on a single Instagram post from Kim Kardashian's half-sister, Kendall Jenner, and laid out hundreds of thousands more on lesser-name influencers, none of whom were paid less than $20,000, one per, uh, person familiar with the payments said. Uh, now, the the best part about this, though, is only one model, Gone Girl actress Emily Ratajkowski, labeled her promotion as an ad as required by the Federal Trade Commission. The other model's omissions are now the subject of a class action lawsuit. So the FTC <laughs> noticed that, like, which I didn't know about this. I didn't know that this was, like, specifically. Oh, yeah, well, so there's uh, there's actually a bunch of history around this. So um, 
right you're you're obligated to point out when you are paid to make statements about a product okay mm -hmm. and um this is largely gone just unenforced in right. the, on the modern internet because again like regulatory bodies have limited budgets right. and time and so they're they're only going to target things where someone has complained like i've been harmed by this right or, or, or a significant amount of money is involved right right or, <laughs> well, so story. the one the one high profile case of this that i'm aware of previously uh crossed into an additional regulatory issue which was um it was a kim kardashian ad for i can't remember what it was now but it but it was like a you know like a health product so it was also under the purview of the fda mm. right because they're basically like you can't like you can't advertise oh like, was it the uh gwyneth paltrow thing i don't know it was some like medical i i because there I was, feel uh, like it was some there baby was a, or pregnancy thing or something uh, there was okay i don't want to yeah i mean i'm sure google would tell me rather quickly um okay apparently there's multiple things about Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> uh misleading health tips <laughs> and doctors speaking out about uh, the dubious claims but anyway um yeah uh oh and then oh well so it turns out there was a separate lawsuit against the Kardashians for um for actually just just the garden variety stuff mm. uh they had found over 100 instagram posts that were paid product placements without being marked as, as advertising of course. um they said the kardashian this is an old the article where they go the kardashians now have a week to take those posts down or truth and advertising will notify the federal trade commission <laughs> which in turn could open an official investigation again the operative word could, could right uh because again it's one of those deals where it's like you know, people, you you have to, you know, have discretion about right. where you put forth your efforts, but also, you know, people, right. well, people want to make, uh, make names and careers out of them. Right. Plus, if the agency is likely to make money off enough money off fines, then it's worth worth pursuing. Oh, right. Yeah. So it might be, you know, especially in a case like this where there was so much money paid to so many people, they were probably like, right. Oh, so yeah. this so this one year there is. Um, uh, so the issue with, a, like, a lot of lawsuits, right, especially things where you, t you talk about, like, theft of trade secrets and stuff, you usually have to show what's called material adverse impact, right? So, again, oh, just I'm not a lawyer. This does not constitute legal advice. <laughs> right. um, but you have to show that someone actually harmed from it, right? And so for so it would be very difficult for, okay, if Kim Kardashian has an ad that says, like, um, eat Wheaties, Right? Yeah. Like it's going to be difficult to show that anyone was harmed by not knowing that that was an ad. Right. But this like oh, where yeah. all these people are like, this thing's going to be awesome. And I totally am not just saying that <laughs> because I, uh, I know something about it, but because someone paid me to say it and I'm taking their word for it. Uh, and then you bought tickets <laughs> and plane tickets and then almost died. Right. At the thing. So yeah, we should it's talk very easy to show. We, we didn't talk about that yet. So the, the payoff is that uh, 
I think they, uh, you know, part of it was that they were they were really expensive tickets well, and they various sold, the, packages. We just need to we need to come full circle on the point earlier was that they right. soldiered forward despite the irrational <laughs> yes. people being like, "Hey, this is like, like no," and yeah. then being like, "No, we're gonna do it." And, <laughs> and 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 even though you take the statement on its face value and you realize it's absurd, apparently not enough people had that realization, yeah. and so they went ahead and tried to do this anyway. Um, and they failed miserably. And if you read any of the accounts, there's hilarious escalations of like, they get closer and closer. And, and these things like people are like, there's no backline, there's no accommodations, there's no catering. Yeah. So like, and the bands, the <laughs> bands didn't get paid and the, see the bands are the best because they're the professionals in this. Right. You know, in my favorite part in fear of a black hat uh, we got to talk about what happened out there tonight. No, we need to talk about what didn't happen. And what didn't happen is we didn't get paid. Like, and, and, and that's the thing is all these bands were like, um, when are we getting paid? Because you don't you don't get paid yeah. after the gig. Like at the very least, you get like the advance, right. which covers your expenses. And a bunch of them just pulled out. Right. And that was the thing. They're like uh, a bunch of them pulled out. And then the other ones who were at least willing to like give them the benefit of the doubt you know, eventually it was like, yeah, we're, you're not going to get paid. And they're like, yeah. okay, we're not coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and it was supposed to be like Blink-182. Like there yeah, were bands people bands. had heard of. Yeah. It wasn't bands salvation. <laughs> it wasn't bands you've never heard of. It was bands that played on the radio and MTV. Like you, like, you know, these bands. Yeah. They're mostly nostalgics, I think. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, uh, man, I. When you hear people talk about Blink-182 now, they're like... I don't, thankfully. I, I think of them as, like, the worst Green Day, but... I don't... Uh, can you name a Blink-182 song? I don't... Well, I can name the first, uh, uh, like, What's My Age Again, or whatever. That oh, okay, one. that was like, like, the okay. first one, I think. Sure. But I don't... I don't yeah, I don't remember the and, Well, and then the... When they... Uh, I remember the super whiny one, like, Voice Inside My Head. Is that You're their band? Whiny. That one's Travis Barker, the drummer. Yes. Okay. See, I, uh, and that's so funny because if I don't probably, uh, maybe who will listen to this right. show know, Nick Barker was the big bald drummer from Dimmu Borgir. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, well, and, and the no, other, no relation. The other thing is that one of the, the, you know, there's three guys in the band and, uh, Oh, fuck with, uh, Tom DeLonge, the other yeah, main he one, that he crappy, left. Um, foam green fender, yeah, and, and he uh, he left the band because he's trying to uh, uh, get all the alien info out. Because he's is it's he on whole, in, was he on Infowars? Uh, I don't know if he's been on Infowars. Uh, Does he want to be on Music Wars? We I mean, we could do an episode about it anyway. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, like, can the, we get him on? Dirt. Be like, oh yeah, yo, well, you no, need to get that. You can reach no, our huge audience of a hundred listeners because he's like. Uh, it's one of those things where he's like, you know, we really got to get the word out about the secrecy, about the aliens and the government. And so we're going to do it in this three part series of books and accompanying albums and like this whole like. So basically you want to put up a bunch of products Wait, to help get the word out. Like this there's... sounds this sounds remarkably like some juggalo <laughs> marketing <laughs> tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, see instead and check it out. Instead of the Joker's cards or whatever the fuck they call them, they could be like the 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 UFOs, like or the discs, right? Oh yeah, be like well, the flying the the discs. Right. You gotta so get that's... each new disc gives you more reveals. <laughs> uh, buy also, a crappy pop. Punk. Here's an excuse to buy a physical music disc. Uh, physical music disc. Because it's uh, yeah. Uh, so 
Anyway, uh, so Blink-182 is, is funny. But yeah, I, every time somebody I see them, somebody bring them up, you hear all this shit about them being one of the biggest rock bands in the world. And you're like, I mean, they're very famous. But, well, but the other thing is, like, what so so is Limp Bizkit. Right. Like, that's, and everyone and agrees again, so that is they're Green terrible. Day, and people know, like, again, I think of Blink-182 as, like, slightly worse Green Day. Here's the thing, though. So Green Day have they've got like in the cycle of criticism right they've now moved into nostalgia act oh yeah so it's no longer cool to just be like green day's fucking right. terrible so, but it's right? right it's the same thing it's though. still you get people... cool it's still cool to say that limp biscuits fucking terrible but i feel like even right. that is is coming to an end yeah like five there's years a from lot now of, there's already a lot of people be... like you know what people may say shit about limp biscuit but uh <laughs> but he did it all for the nookie but, <laughs> right but like he he got the nookie, and so therefore he was successful in his endeavors. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. You're um, like, so was Mussolini, technically. Yeah, like, right. But that's the same thing. Like Green Day not, and Blink One Eight Two are both considered like, well, they are huge in terms of like, like financially, huge, but, huge. But in terms of like music, everyone, quality. most people know they they suck, suck balls. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> The uh, oh, here was the other thing. Okay, so when the people arrived, so like uh, yeah, so some people didn't get the memo and showed up, right? And uh, as they arrived, like like they found, they realized uh, like just before the thing was gonna launch that they didn't have accommodations, right? Like uh, because, they basically had like those tents, right? Because like hurricane, like FEMA tents, literally victims, FEMA right, right, tents, right. yeah. Like, so it was if like you, if you were on <laughs> one of those islands when a natural disaster occurred. And international organizations yes. showed up to so, provide you basic shelter. That it, those were the right. But, but it wasn't. Just, but it wasn't just like the other thing is you have to go back to how this was marketed. It right. wasn't like oh, yeah. there were so places. Like, it was like supposed to be luxury. Do you right. have the quote? Uh, it, it was supposed to be like they're like VIP luxury accommodations or whatever. It's a FEMA tent. I don't. I don't. I don't have the quote. It's probably in the. Um... <laughs> just the headline to that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll talk about next. Um, plus, uh, oh yeah, they claim that like because uh, there's somebody leaked uh, audio from one of the like I guess a recent meeting, like after it was already a big news story. Oh, you know, because they're trying because they, some they offered some people instead of a refund, you could just roll your thing over to tickets for next right, year. Right, which oh man, I which is a thing that is totally happening. Oh yeah. That live event I alluded to, it's happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> it I, I love how so like, every time. So, so Ja Rule was clearly just like the celebrity, like who who bought the main dude's bullshit, I guess, because it was some other random like dude well, who's I guess let, been known look, for other sketchy stuff. When I think of people capable of doing due diligence, Ja Rule is <laughs> ja not on that list. Right. Right. So this is great because we already know it's a disaster and we already know Jairul's name is heavily associated with it. So they mentioned how he was on this call, but like he basically like this was his only like chime in was I'm on the phone, but I can barely hear you all because of this fucking hum. Like, <laughs> oh, man, guys, the hum's really bad. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say much, but go ahead. Yeah, like, right. Like that's his excuse. I don't know if I'm like... able to take any responsibility for this because because uh, of the, the hum. <laughs> <laughs> and then. uh uh, the, the I've been told by my lawyers the hum indemnifies me. Yeah, and then the the key part of this call is no static at all. <laughs> so the key part is that they were then in, like so. Uh, in addition, so everyone like was expecting to be fired, but instead 
they were told there would be no payroll in the short term. That's a quote. <laughs> there will be no payroll in the short term. Billy, Billy McFarland. And then, like, basically offered, like, uh, opportunities to continue employ. Uh, here, let me see if I can find a good, a good quote. No, I mean, yeah, but it's the classic, like, yeah. well, you're not getting paid, but right. it's a great opportunity. And rather than, you know, firing For- them and then being eligible for unemployment. Oh yeah. That was that was the other part of it is like good news, you're not getting unemployment, do you, but you're also not getting do, paid. Do you have any record of us working for fire? <laughs> yeah, that that's another quote from employee. Fire employee. One employee who had been paid in cash asked if there was any record of her being an employee at all. Payroll in the office abruptly stopped last October, after which time employees were paid by wire transfer or in cash, a former employee said. Um should we oh, be concerned man. about the FBI? <laughs> uh, ominously, one employee That's said really she heard... That's really more of an individual thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I'll put all these articles in the in the description, like, later. Uh, Good anyway. night, Springton. There will be no encore. So, uh, it, you know, they said uh, <laughs> tickets cost between $1,000 and $125,000. Uh, gourmet food and accommodations were promised. Oh, yeah, and you were supposed to have access to, like, tech bros or something? I don't know. It was yeah. supposed to be, like, it was, again, like that scenario that I was covering about being in the club where, you know, Alex Rodriguez or whoever is there, right. but you and, don't get to talk to him. Right. But all, they were like, you will get to talk to him And all the people, you pay right, for all it. the people who were promoted to say they were going, you know, to promote it, you know, most of them weren't going. Weren't going. And, and didn't say they were, they were paid to promote it. And so, right, so it was, like, very few celebrities, because most of them probably figured out this was bullshit and bailed, probably because they oh, weren't paid. Also models, right? That was oh, a big, yeah. it, there were supposed to be, like, models there. So I, was 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 it, like, a latent, like, prostitution angle? Or was, was the idea, like, <laughs> these hot girls will be there, and you paid for time with them? It's, like, because... Yeah, I mean, I think there's an underlying... Uh, <laughs> In most like party promotion, there's an underlying there's gonna be models, and it's therefore implied that like you're delusional to think that means you'll have sex with one of them, right? And people are like, totally, totally, bro, let's go. There's gonna be models, right? Like that's the the premise oh, of that marketing you approach. You know what? You know what would is totally on topic for this. The the O House, the one that had the weird movie advertising it. I sent it to you guys like a week oh. ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's all right. I'll. Are you looking for the? I'm looking for the, the promo video. The promo video. Okay. Yeah. While you find that, I'll talk about the O House. So there's a there's a um, there's a house. I think it was in Hollywood Hills or something um, that was uh, for sale, and these guys made this movie, right? Like like the, uh, for, as part of the real estate listing to like showcase the house, whatever. But it's this bizarre video of like. All these models, like, naked, wearing, like, gold leaf paint, and then, like, a slightly older woman, right, like, sort of the, you know, but but good-looking, kind of like the class of person that you might imagine owns this place, right? Mm -hmm. And she's wearing a VR headset in bed, (laughs) like, getting off? Like... And then, and the whole, like, the whole thing is this weird, like, dimly lit, like, sultry women stalking around and then fast cars and all this stuff and uh it's just absurd right because it's like when they when they sell soda you know with sexy models 
you're like, okay, this is dumb, but it's also going to like go out to like millions of people and it's going to appeal to someone. You're trying to sell a house, a single house. <laughs> like, do you think anyone like, like it's so it's one thing if I'm influenced by my purchasing decision of $1 yeah. subconsciously to buy soda. <laughs> yes. It's another thing if I'm like purchasing a house for millions of dollars to be like, Yo, but I saw that movie with the chick getting off on the VR headset. You're like, no, like, no, no. like who is buying the house? Like, how? like, it didn't make any sense. Uh, the whole thing was like completely absurd. And I'm thankful for, I, I think, I feel like maybe it was LA Weekly. I can't remember what publication called, called the whole thing out. But man, this, this video is something to behold. Uh, it is also not safe for work. Um, but it's the same kind of BS. Like, like who, like who is dumb enough? Like, I mean, I know there are a lot of dumb people, but they're usually not the ones who are about to drop like a ton of money on something. Yeah, because you have to be a special kind of dumb to have money like that and be dumb. <laughs> yes. Like, All right, I got the video queued up. Bam. Audio back on. Okay, so this is the Fire Festival promo video. The actual experience exceeds all expectations. And it's something that's <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, here we go. There's the yachts. <laughs> Also, like with the exception of like some of the models, an immersive music festival. Like we I don't know. immerse you in water. Other than like like there's because I think there's at least one like famous model in here at some point. But other than that, like most of this is e either is stock footage or should be. You know, like <laughs> right. if, if they, they shot, actually shot this, right. they wasted their money. Exactly because uh, it looks exactly like stock footage, so it might as well. Right. All you have to do is take the ad for sandals and put the text <laughs> and audio looks like, over it. Yeah, it looks like a resort ad. Oh, that's the other key thing we gotta talk about. The music. The, yes, the um, the insane like request for the music. Yeah. Oh man, I almost. Well, because it's hilariously simultaneously informed and unoblivious. Right. right. It's like it sounds like you got a composition degree, but you haven't made music since and you don't actually you're not good at it <laughs> well, and you also got it like from community college yeah yeah this is like notice there's no list of bands or anything again to go back to my point of like the yeah. idea is whole is like it's a festival and yeah there will be some music there but like that's not the point right yeah no, no list of no list of artists. Just, just, just yachts. Yeah, yachts, models, somewhere in the tropical islands. Yamahu, Yamo be there. All right, let me see if I find the right. Which one of these is the right one? Um, no payroll. No payroll at all. <laughs> So, I don't know if you had a setup for this. I remember a lot of it. Let's see. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, you found it. All right, so this is from uh, Amplify. 
ampthemag.com. Again, I'll include the links later. Um, the, the key thing is that, uh, here, let me just read the basic. Okay, uh, it's a disaster. Who was uh, the author of this? We need to call him out. Right, that's name. what I'm trying to find. Um, but these dudes, let's see, Amplify has, Amplify has obtained an email from Fire oh, Festival yeah. Director of Marketing, Grant Margolin, to his staff with his notes on the now famous Fire Festival promo video. And in just under a thousand words, Margolin lays out his delusional, detail-rich vision for the musical direction of the widely viewed video, weaving an over-the-top web of complex compositional theory that would push even the most detail-driven composer to madness. Well, not exactly. It just sounds like you. Sh if 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 what if well, you really think what what you're laying out here makes sense, you should have just done it yourself. Right. Exactly. Because it sounds like because he's saying like you gotta. He, he goes into detail. It's like if it's we, like, I gotta read it. I just gotta read like literally probably the whole thing because it's fucking <laughs> insane and long as shit. Right, but it's like if he right if he knew those terms, it, it probably would have taken him less time to write the music than to write the thing yeah. out. All right, so. Grant Margolin. Grant Margolin. In his email. All right. Hi, all. I hope this email finds everybody well this morning. It was a pleasure to meet yesterday. Everything looks very strong, and we're excited to keep the momentum on as we move through this process. I know one outstanding question mark with regard to the video is music. I know that we reached... Uh, I know that we touched on this a bit during our meeting yesterday, but wanted to provide further clarity on direction, as I do know time is of the essence. With, with regard to the brand piece, we're all in agreement that an original composition is the, the way to go here. The brand piece. The brand piece. Would love to lock down a composer as soon as possible. <laughs> I know you mentioned having a few shortlisted composers. Would love to hear their work. Ideally, these individuals will have a strong theoretical background with a diverse knowledge of classical, popular, and world music. Which is what I heard in that clip and no. not just a shitty beat. And, like We have to rewatch it. because not just like third rate oh post-dub post stuff. Yeah, it was so, uh, yeah. As far as the musical direction for the brand piece is concerned, we really need to pushy the sonic boundary. That was uh, as written, yeah, <laughs> included right, typo. But, but, right, but they don't make, there's no sick. Right, like, it's right. just like, who knows at this who knows? point? This shit's so yeah. off the rails, maybe that's a word we don't know. Yeah. Uh, the track should work at most points synergistically with the visual composition however at key moments having the music and visual composition run in parallel uh to create moments of tension what does that mean like how are they running in parallel uh right well how are they not running in parallel <laughs> right. to then transition get... into running in parallel exactly i think uh anyway anyway to create moments of sonic tension parentheses to be sonically resolved because <laughs> that's what you do with tension uh like i feel like he's just trying to prove he took a music theory class once right uh, with strength right. doesn't he later mention pickerty thirds or something right. like it's like you know actually it sounds like he has a music theory degree is, does he talk about does he talk about french augmented six or is it pickerty thirds <laughs> it's something like right, that right where you're just like oh all right. Uh, what's going on here? Although some of the inspirations below are quite global, I think we need to develop a track with mass appeal. When global music elements are leveraged properly, the bits of unfamiliarity perhaps enhance listener attention. Cohesiveness of the overall work is so important. I agree, but do you? Because like I don't think you know what any of those words mean. Uh, 
Okay, and we're we're like like barely we're like barely but a third into goes, the thing. He this goes is into so, like painful detail. Like like about, if you like, stop there, it would be kind of re- it would be typical corporate bullshit. Right, of like, like this, this dude is what we need. We need synergy, and they need to run in parallel. The music needs to happen at the same time as the video. And there should make be, it happen. There should be tension in world music. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, All right, bro. But it really goes but off the rails. But it keeps going. Like, he just keeps going. Like, there's no point. There's no way. Like, he could have, like, you could have made the beat from the video in the time it took him to write no, this. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, cl- <laughs> whatever. This email clearly got lost. I think, hopefully, what happened, well, hopefully what happened is they went and they found royalty-free music on, like, the YouTube, like, bin. Right? But if they did actually hire someone, whoever was responsible for it was like, hey, I know a guy. And then they were like, yeah, so my boss sent me this insane email. Like, I'm not even going to show it to you. Like, just, yeah. like, do you have something? Like, can you get me something right. by, like, Wednesday? Just, like, you know, look at it. It's a vi- you can watch the video. It's yeah. like, just, what audio goes right. with that? Just make a cue for this, and they'll be like, okay. Yeah. And then they did. And then, but, right, so he goes on this insane bullshit, and what's hilarious yeah. is, right, he uses all these, like, technical this terms. This is where it really where it starts to get uh, interesting. Okay, elements and inspirations. This is like a bullet point list now. A very long, a bullet, very long bullet point list. With very long descriptions on each bullet point. Each bullet is very long. So first point, use of odd meters, i.e. compounded time signatures or something like 5-4 for more exploratory elements. With global music elements can help to inform the more quote-unquote exploratory, which you just said. I and mean, also was not in the quotes work. last time. Right. <laughs> Where use of even meters, i.e. 4-4 four, four straight ahead, either say 4-4, four, four, you don't have to like explain 4-4 four, four if you're going to say 4-4, four, four, can inform the more emotional quote, in quotes emotional. <laughs> segments. Use of strings in odd meter is quite effective. Like that's like saying play, music playing like, music's effective. Did you you saw the Dream Theater plus orchestra <laughs> DVD and like thought it was good? Uh, okay, so that was the first bullet point. Second bullet point: use of reverberation during water sequences (parentheses), i.e., how this is achieved in genres such as tropical house (end parentheses) adds a more quote unquote suspended <laughs> element to the work. That's not what that word means. Employing the use of modulation to transition in and out of various sections is good. Is or good. It, modulation <laughs> is good. Here's, yeah, here's how I read that. Modulation is sometimes used to transition in and out of sections. And that happens in music. <laughs> and so it should happen in this music. Uh, uh, also... <laughs> Also is the use of modulation in unexpected places, parentheses. However, this is cautioned as it can be quite jagged. Yeah, it's like... Oh, man. It's like some. It's like uh, he thinks somebody asked him to explain music, and this is how he's like, here's the thing about music. Modulation can be good, <laughs> but also it can be bad. <laughs> uh, third bullet point, instrumentation inspirations, at which point there is a bullet point list nested within the bullet point list. To list xylophone, sudro, Brazilian drum, tico drums, especially during more exploratory elements, tabla, which can be filtered. I mean, anything, anything can be can filtered. Be filtered. <laughs> That's right. how filters work. Fretless bass, as opposed to P or jazz bass. Because you... those are the only three kinds of basses. See, at this point, instead of thinking he took music theory, I just think he works at Guitar Center and is like, you know, there's P basses and there's jazz basses. 
And those and, are the kinds of bases. But then, like, there's a frontless base. Yo, there's this other thing, frontless base, which is not a P or a J. As opposed to P or J bases, would add more of a glue, especially with the more global elements. I would listen to Bakiti Kumalo on Graceland, as this is the ultimate exemplar. So, in other words, your best example of world music is when Simon, uh, oh. Paul Simon used oh. we'll world music. We'll have an even better bad example of a term coming up but oh, yeah, yes yeah. graceland as the example of world music is pretty bad isn't that like, like i feel like that's like the perfect cle- that was the time when everybody was like world music guys world music which also was a way of saying not western music well, no here's the thing matt all like mainstream people classical music is still on this like world music right right no it's like it's like not uh do you have a gamelan piece <laughs> music i'm not familiar with equals music that like the uh baseline average american is not familiar with well, equals world music well, right well and that's part of the thing about there's there was this term in concert music that was kind of offensive it was called ethnomusicology mm. which was <laughs> right? distinct like, from musicology <laughs> right. like as it's like it's like there's people and there's black people. No, there's people. Right. There's music well, and there's ethno right. so you music. Take, you no, take, there's music. You Wait. take music history, which is Ugh. essentially European music history, and then they're like, and this is all the music that up until now, not counting popular music or stuff from any Anywhere other country else, yeah. that's not or, in Europe. Or cultural tradition or tuning right. system. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Okay, so uh, back to the main bullet point list. String segments which fall somewhere in between bright blue music, Torka, during the build sections, and Hassan learns French cooking. This is perhaps overly exaggerated staccato, however, dialing back 25% on this staccato. I literally land in a nice place. I literally never had <laughs> seen that performance direction where they're like staccato, but like dial it back. It's like right. uh, less 25% less staccato. Do you, do you, like, do you want a Lorraine? Like, like what do you, what do you actually want? And this is confusing. Are there maybe just no tape durations? Like, uh, like, like, could you have just written it by now? It sounds like you feel like you could. Like, honestly, whoever, like, okay, again, this guy is like, I know, I know if I'm about, enough about music, I could do this myself, but uh, I'm in charge of marketing. But I'm so, so that's busy. Way I'm so more busy important. marketing. I'm so busy so marketing. We gotta get somebody else. Like to... writing this super important email <laughs> about how to write this music properly. Um, okay. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, I, holy shit. There's so much of this article left. Although I don't, it's not all the, oh no, never mind. It's like 80% comments. So it's not too bad. It's like 20% less article. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, use of extremely consonant key signatures, i.e. D or G would really help to provide resolution after the more Wait, exploratory so elements. We, hold on. We got to back up. Yes. So C and D are more consonant than other keys. Sure. You know, you know, you know when they are when your piano is tuned in just intonation, not when it's an equal temperament. Yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, so man. he failed his tuning theory class. Yeah, well, I don't think he took one or a psychoacoustics but, class. Oh, yeah. they didn't offer that at, uh, at, <laughs> at community wherever, college. Wherever he went, he probably like he probably went to a business school and then took like a minor in music or something. And this is like the two semesters of music theory. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Oh, he's on LinkedIn. I'm going to see what degree he has. Okay, so would really help to provide resume. Likely the composer will need to back into this compositionally if they're using an odd key. How do we, how do we back into something compositionally? No, but, and again, <laughs> odd key. An odd, right, Dude, tell me what's an odd, odd key. key. Uh, well, for it's not music, G, that's for damn for sure. For this music that is very clearly going to be played by a computer. <laughs> right. Right, because it's like, oh, for I don't know, man. beat that somebody's going to make. My Mac has a really hard time with six sharps. <laughs> Could we maybe get something like in the three flats range? Oh, wait, hold, hold on. My, okay. my DAW just does so much okay, better. So if they're using an odd key... Parentheses, however, use of borrowed chords, parallel keys, secondary dominance, and parentheses would prove to be helpful. Why did you end the parentheses? That's oh, the same oh, set. No, oh, check. here look we this. go. Look, he, look, he, okay, parentheses, however, use of borrowed chords, parallel keys, secondary dominance, and parentheses would prove to be helpful. So he's just so wild with his right, parentheses. Right, no, no, no. He can't even right, tell when so they start that anymore. It's so just like you, parenthetical. Right, so if you read it, if you read it without that, that parenthetical phrase it is not a sentence anymore <laughs> right okay so here we go i found it out he went to syracuse and he got a bs uh, in recording arts and allied entertainment industries oh my god that's exactly what it should be it's like yeah no, just right. enough to for no, him to be like you know no, and he like just yeah. got he got it in 2014 and so that's the sort of thing he's like this is literally like if you were a photographer and so you tried to explain painting to someone <laughs> Yes. Right. Yes. You're like I took a picture. I took of a, a picture painting. of a painting once, and so, so I know a lot about painting. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, bro. And you took like an intro art course once, so you get like like what uh you know you can you know the terminology. His minor was in public communications. He made the dean's list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he put his NSCS on here, National Society of Collegiate Scholars, which is one of those things where if like they send it to everyone, and if you pay the twenty five dollars, you can yeah. like put down that you did it. Oh, nice. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Continue. So, okay, more nonsense. Okay, we have uh, to get to my favorite. Point. We haven't gotten to my favorite part yet. Okay, lack of repetition is quite important. Next point. <laughs> to like go all with all these... those odd meters, right? Next point, heavily cutting elements, uh, i.e. how Kiara's gold is cut in the first two to three seconds, would also serve as good transition elements. I assume he means like editing, like choppy editing or something, but who knows, because that's nonsense. Global inspiration, as opposed to all the world music, uh, and then he gives a bunch more like really specific examples because again, by this point, like with all these, like somebody, whoever, uh, if he expects a composer to actually like listen to all the examples in here, like, <laughs> please combine Paul Simon's Graceland with this house track I heard once and also these classical pieces. Um, okay, so Rhythm of the Saints, specifically the track Can't Run But, uh, Hamadoun Tour by Siddiqui uh, Diabete. This is a classic expression of West African core playing, which is very combinative. Is I that a word? He, no, I think he's trying to say uh, like, like combinatorics, right? right? Like, it, it, <laughs> with Brazilian sudro. But it sounds like combative. <laughs> yeah, and more progressive elements such as marimba, cool Papa Bell, inventor use of progressive elements and ambient accessorial elements in the extreme right or left of the sonic field. So he's basically saying pan shit hard. Now he's telling you how to mix it. Like, well, talk about that's what his degree is in. That's what he oh, should that's be true. telling that's you true. about. And then finally, classical inspiration, the string elements in glory, if dialed back 30%, so for, would be right on point. So this is my, this is my favorite part yes. of the whole thing for two reasons. One, 
these arbitrary percentages like enter in again. But at least this one makes it like the twenty five percent less staccato thing <laughs> like, made zero, zero sense. Percent. This makes some sense, but yeah. his he the glory he is referencing because it's a there's a link. Yeah, it it's the common and John Legend song. Oh, okay. So that's his example of classical. A song by John Legend and a rapper. Okay, it's just that it has strings in it. But there's there's worse, uh, there's more bad classical references coming up. Oh, man. Oh, so really? Specific. That's the only one I remembered. Um, okay, so that was oh, the end oh, of the oh, elements. Does he then talk about like film music and think it's classical? Kind, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So that was, that was the elements of inspiration. Shaky. And if that wasn't enough, there's another bullet point list, elements to avoid in the track. Nice, okay. Uh, keeping in mind, this is still a track for like a three-minute promo video in, in of case, stock footage. In case, in case you dial back the staccato too much, <laughs> he just wants you to know when you get into the danger zone. Right. All right. Regal, i.e. Hans Zimmer style French horns. That's the first good advice he said in the whole thing. Yeah. Don't sound like Hans Zimmer. No, he's saying sound like Hans Zimmer's use of straight French horns. I thought it was to avoid. Oh, oh, yeah, I, avoid. oh you're, you're right, you're right, you're right. It is. Uh, using them, but but he's going to be really specific about how not to use them because he probably likes them. He's just saying, just don't use them here. Just not appropriate for models on a yacht. Using them in the cut would be a bit over the top, over the top in quotes and stress emotion. I'm just going to keep doing the quotes, so you know you can check us out our video one for my air quotes to reference the actual quotes. <laughs> rather, uh, so stress emotion rather than imply and allow the listener to feel. That's my favorite air quote. <laughs> Moreover, as French horn will likely be sampled, no fucking shit. I'm not sure how live the horn lines will feel, even with sampling systems such as East-West Vienna contact. The lack of breath and variance with live recorded French horn will draw away from the incremental benefit of using phrases and themes. Thank you for sharing your opinions on the this, state of sampling technology. This whole thing is beyond the pale at this point. It's yes. just like, like, what? Oh, I... I mean, I assume he did a lot of cocaine before writing this because or it just while like writing it. Right. Like I just like how else could you get this deep in and still be like, man, I'm I'm killing it with this. Uh, I think this is all inside parentheses, too. Uh, oh, yes, this is. So he says, I'm not sure how live the whore lines will feel. Oh, this parentheses just never ends. <laughs> he just, he forgets, just forgets. Here he forgets to un to end it. <laughs> So it starts at okay. So he, it's oh god. Let me start the sentence so <laughs> you get no. There's context. no way anyone can possibly parse this. I can't parse it even reading right. it. This it's is a lost I'm gonna highlight the sentence so I start and end it properly. <laughs> Moreover, as French horn will likely be sampled, I'm not sure how live the horn lines will feel. Parentheses. Even with sampling systems such as East-West Vienna contact, the lack of breath and variance with live recorded French horns will draw away from the incremental benefit of using phrases and themes, period. And next sentence, caution against the use of English horn. Which, <laughs> Which first, of all, thing? first of all, English horn, not a horn. <laughs> We're gonna have a really quick history lesson here. Yeah. Okay. The French horn is a horn. Yeah. It's a brass instrument. It's the curly tubey thing with the valves that everyone knows. An English horn was an angled horn. So they would say like like 
Anglais, so they would say English, mm. right? But the whole thing is a complete misnomer. It's, oh, because it's, it's angled. It's, but it's more like just a, um, like an oboe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not really a horn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, caution against the use of English horn. However, bassoon would be a good use of woodwinds. Clarinet, when combined with bass clarinet and bassoon, are incredible. Would not use saxophone. Uh, are you going to go through every classical instrument that's know, been but, invented? But as soon as he said saxophone, I was like, but man, but Careless Whisper would have been like such a better <laughs> right. like promo. Oh, all right. Overly also <laughs> would have had some great foreshadowing with the never gonna dance again. <laughs> yeah. Overly luscious string elements. All too often it comes across. Right, because he told as... you to dial it back 30%. We've already been here, bro. <laughs> Super redundant. All too often it comes across as sappy and too gushy. Instead, I would recommend something a bit more reserved. And if there's someone oh, who God, knows is... if there's oh, a so guy bad. who knows about too much. So even it's though he's already established guy. everything's going to be sampled, here he's going to tell you exactly the composition of the uh, ensemble you should get, i.e. leveraging an arrangement such as five violins, two <laughs> violas, two cello, and contrabass. By the way, that's uh, I'm not going to nitpick on that, but uh, you really should say double bass. Because contrabass is a register, yeah. so you say contrabass name of instrument like there is a contrabass flute yeah right right so i was like really what, double what the fuck is yeah i know the is difficult so you just left out an important word there <laughs> i know the, i know that writing emails coherently <laughs> is difficult i know that is difficult as we are recording strings in the box via same as opposed to live so it's going to be sampled but you still want them to specifically use this ensemble arrangement make sure you use exactly four fake violas yes uh, as opposed to, li however, in string sampling plugins, oftentimes the composer can throttle up and down the lusciousness. Oh, I throttle oh, down. I throttle down right. the lusciousness All whenever right, two possible. More, two more, almost, two more bullets. Almost done. Oh God, I forgot about that. That's so awesome. It's perfectly like, <laughs> th there's, I I'm not going to spoil it, but you'll know what I was referencing when it happens. Themes, <laughs> sorry, there's too many good themes, which are too quest driven i.e. take inspiration from video games like Zelda and the like. While we do have quest-driven elements, <laughs> i.e. treasure hunt, i.e. e. surviving in the wilderness, <laughs> we need to come across more as exploratory and less driven on a mission. None of this means anything. Uh, this is where the use of unfamiliar global music elements, please see above, will come in. Most prominently, the use of xylophone or other percussive mu melodic instruments and traditional elements from Brazil, Sudro, or West Africa, Cora is great. Luckily, the global music plugins for Logic are quite amazing. Um, are there any other plugins you'd like to recommend? Like All of them. Have you finished the track yet? Like, could just do it. Just, you, you'd be so done by now. That's what he has a degree in, man, is plugins. <laughs> All right, final thing to avoid. Ending on a one chord or square endings. Oh, yeah, here we go. I think ending... Uh, Here's another parenthesis that never ends. He just he just loves. He's like, side note. I think ending on some variants of a four chord can be interesting, or a subtly pickety yeah. third contrasted <laughs> with another compositional element, as not to make things so square. <laughs> I just what? Ah, oh, so so nonsense. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. I so 
again, I, I went to I went to music school a while ago, but he has that wrong. It's not Picardy. It's Picardy, like as in like Picard, like. Oh, so so Picardy is not a thing. Right. I was going to say, what the fuck does that mean? He's a moron. Yes. He know he doesn't this even know true. recording arts degree. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with your composition email. All right. I, I got to oh, look oh, this oh, up. Wait, this, oh, this makes sense now because of his degree. Although the compositional elements to this work will be important, the sound design and mix are an equally important exercise. Exclamation mark for like the first time in this article. Uh, proper placement of instruments in the sound field, allowing for not such a straight ahead compressed mix is important. White space and breath is crucial. Exclamation point, which I, I say again, because he is not the one thing he is not as a terrible uh, marketing writer. He hasn't been using a ton of ridiculous exclamation points. Except for that paragraph, because he has to but point out noticed. how important the mix is. See, it, he made the impact because right, we know how important to. it is to him. Uh, the above was meant to provide some frame of reference <laughs> from the composer. I well, it failed miserably. <laughs> Let me be the first one to inform you. This fucking nonsense went on so long, we are lost in the wood. We went yeah. on a quest. The quest elements of navigating this fucking email. <laughs> I do think the best tracks are ones which are briefed prior to the composer putting pen to paper. Cause who's cause we're gonna be writing this on a piece of paper after establishing that it's gonna be in the box yeah, yeah. in logic with plugins and probably a beat that's three minutes long. Wait, wait what does he mean briefed? He means that, he want, that somebody should describe it for way too long in an email, <laughs> which is clearly what you believe because you just did it. Right, just cop, just just forward the email back to him. Right. Here you uh, go, bro. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that being said, I really want them to inject their own style and methods. The above is just a collection of thoughts I'd find helpful if I was writing. If you actually wrote music, you would know that, no, you would not find it helpful. <laughs> you would find it super fucking annoying. You would find it hilariously. And hilarious. Uh, okay but to top it all off to top it all off he has to reference a kanye track (laughs) with regard to the hype track father stretch my hands part one is the track of choice looking forward to information regarding music publishing or licensing if you could recommend some other track i think use of soul samples with a contemporary lyrical approach it'd be great which is what kanye's doing is soul samples with a Contemporary lyric approach of writing really shitty lyrics. So, so I gotta, I gotta give two points here. I think this dude's like twenty four. So yeah. first of all, he gets a partial pass for being a moron because he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he probably hasn't he doesn't yet know learned, things yet. Right, he hasn't learned that like less is more. But also, how the fuck is this dude in charge of anything if he's twenty four? Like, that he prob- should show right. you how terrible this organization Cause, is. Right, because he probably. Uh, he probably has a trust fund or something, and so he graduated with his music recording. His BS. His BS, his BS degree. <laughs> and but like yeah, and, and he wants to be out. legends, man. He wants to be a legend. So he's like, let me let me get on this Ja Rule train. I just want to ride it straight want, to the top. I just want to point out that I'm really proud that I I don't have a BS degree. <laughs> I have a BM. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have a BA. So. Uh, at least it's art of the title. Uh, but also, I don't think. Uh, oh no, I, I could have gotten a BS because it was an option, and I considered it. But like, it was just with with this, the classes I'd already taken. I it was just easier to to do a BA. So I was like, who gives a shit? I made a bullshit degree. It's BS either because way. I, right. I have a. I have it's a, still BS. I have a poop degree. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, the point is, all these degrees are shit. <laughs> um, We're yeah, talking about so, man. You can wipe oh, your ass man. with that paper. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's. There's also like a fully bullshit. Uh, what was it called? Like a pitch deck. There's like a full document, yeah. Push, you know, bullshitting the entire festival that I'm sure reads similar to that. Oh man, I gotta um, see that. I it's like 90 pages though, so I like I did a not. Pitch deck supposed a pitch deck is right? supposed to be 17 to 35 pages. Exactly. And it, it, so again, someone and, it, and, it, and it's supposed to be like those pages are like PowerPoint slides, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be able to read the deck in like under five minutes. Yeah. So it's 90, like I like if there was one word per page, I don't know if you could make through 90 90 page deck. Are you pulling it up? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I oh hope, no, it's wait. okay. Never mind. I was. I must. I can. Oh no, no. This is only. Those are excerpts. So I thought it was here's less what, pages. Here's what would be great: is if there's a pitch deck and there's a team section, right? So we can get some more info on our boy Grant. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about all the hilarious. Okay, this one, uh, hits on all the hilarious uh uh bullshit names they're using for stuff so like uh um okay so uh oh yeah i read this, this is one. from vanity fair they got the their hands on the pitch deck uh there's one area where advertisers are clearly winning so-called influencers on social media those are people who at least on instagram don't have or need a job and yet seem to live in a constant state of happiness seemingly walking around in bikinis at a pool or beach all day and hanging out with one of the Kardashians, enjoying free bottle service at the club all night. These people have essentially become walking integrated marketing campaigns. For McFarland and Ja Rule, they were called, aptly enough, fire starters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, as the investor deck notes, the one person who was pitched by the organ uh, organizers told me, the fire squad uh, had recruited over 400 fire starters. Did they do... <laughs> Do the when, at what point do the firemen come in? And at what I feel point, like they never did, and that was the right. problem. And at what point does the fire squad be? Or at what, and I assume there's also a firing squad for when everyone gets laid off at the end. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah. So okay, the pitch deck is okay. Let me, let me get the actual pitch deck. See if it has like a. Uh, it does. It is at least you know. Um, pretty visual. Music's a very visual medium these days. Oh God! Oh, this might be funny. All right. So the first. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I gotta read this. The fire title card. <laughs> fire. Fire defines how we engage audiences, consume media, and share content by connecting consumers, celebrities, and brands through live experiences. Understanding that today's cohort interacts, engages, and follows a new generation of role models who are defining today's culture, the Fire platform changes the way how they interact with their fans. But, oh, right. So this the was way supposed how to... Changes the way how they interact. They yes. couldn't even proofread the first fucking slide. Yeah. Um, who who invested in this? Because I have a pitch deck that they need to see. <laughs> Holy shit! Right. And uh, uh, and oh, this reminds me. The other thing was this was supposed to be the event to launch a like an app. There was supposed oh, to be yeah. an app that this was going to launch, and so uh, which I'm sure they never made. So 
oh man but yeah this is pretty bad um yeah so this is supposed to be showing you how there's going to be an app although it's just a picture of like an iphone um and and uh and all like the people i wonder if these are i don't think these people are actually oh maybe they okay so i'm going to read all these names just so these people are properly publicly shamed because that's like a big part of what we do here um let's see so they got <laughs> talent network and uh let's see jamie fox uh <laughs> i i want to i almost want to go through and like like point out the bullshit reasons that like no shit they would do this like jamie fox who is now hosting uh a karaoke show what? on uh on i forget what network it's on is it one of those is it one of those shows that does is doesn't admit that oh, it's no, a karaoke no, it's, show no, i'm sorry i'm sorry i confused it with a different one it's not it's i'm sorry it's dumber than that there is a new karaoke show with like celebrities doing karaoke like a step up from celebrity lip sync yeah i'm sorry this is dumber uh jamie fox is hosting can you beat shazam what <laughs> where you try to beat shazam at identifying a song oh, it's named that tune <laughs> right but, but with technology but versus and a shitty uh, app like okay. <laughs> all right so this show is branded content i can i can <laughs> i can understand why they because it's one of those deals where they just want to remake old successful ideas right okay. and and partner with shazam but, to like right but uh it, tangent i just want to point out there was one great karaoke show which was that killer karaoke Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Steve-O hosted a game show. Oh, God. Where regular people had to, like, sing a song, like, whatever, karaoke, while they were being physically tortured or tormented. So they would oh, do stuff like, like, they would, like, they, like... Oh, that sounds was, familiar. It I think was it, always yeah. bizarre. It was like Fear Factor met karaoke. Oh, but, man. And so there were ones that were straight out of Fear Factor where it was, like, you're going to get in this like tub of worms or whatever. But there were also way too elaborate ones. Like there was one where they're like, we're going to cover you in balloons and then we're going to blindfold you. And then you need to walk through this cactus maze. <laughs> like, what? like what? But so the whole thing though, was like the, the, sing, the singing was like never, because you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. stay on. Like, I have uh. no idea, but it, let me tell you something. The premise made no sense. But the show was hilarious. Like, uh, like because it was just like these schmucks would do anything to be on TV. Yeah. And so we literally, <laughs> we literally tortured them to be on television. Nice. And that is hilarious. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta put this on the screen because it's, it's, it's yeah. a visual. Yeah, do it. It's very visual medium. The right. internet. So I can do this right again. Blink. Oh, I got an iPad. It. That's why. All right, let me send this link to myself. Oh, I can just, I'll sync it over my uh, note thingy. There have been a lot of crappy karaoke shows, right? Singing Bee. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, American Idol and, and, and X Factor and The Voice. I mean, those are all karaoke shows. Yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah, I feel like karaoke was huge on American TV for like a decade. American Idol's finally off the air, right? Like that's done. Uh, yes, but The Voice is uh, is not right. Is... Well, and The Voice is international now. There's like, uh, there's like The Voice Australia and like all this other crap. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't. I think X Factor's done too. I think it's just the voice. They're like the last, last man standing in that market. But 
Yeah, now they're going for, can you beat Shazam? <laughs> okay. Bring this up. Last time I used Shazam, it was surprisingly good. It identified Mahler's first symphony, like, in the, like, 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, in the middle of the thing. Because I don't really like Mahler, and I was like, I think this is Mahler's first symphony. Because uh, we were in the car, and then we shazammed it, and it, it came up, and it was, and I was like, one, I'm surprised I was right. Two, I was impressed that Shazam got it right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and here it is. See if I can if it uh, loads properly. Oh no, I want that. All right, here it is. Oh, fuck you. Full screen. Okay. All right, that'll work. Putting it up. There we go. Now. Can you can you go full screen on that? I don't know that people uh, are gonna be able to. Oh yeah, good. Well, I was just—I just wanted. To, this is actually just what I wanted to show. Is just visual. Shit, why is it scrolling down? It's not showing me the page I want. I just want this. I just want this one. Why is it not? Might be a fucking iPad thing. Get the confidentiality agreement in there. <sighs> yeah. Three p available for preview. Oh fuck! It's some fucking app bullshit. All right, forget it. Anyway, the point yeah, is, it detects when you're on mobile and tries to gouge oh, you. Yeah, fucking. Anyway, um. Oh shit! I the wrong one. Anyway, right, the so point is, okay. Here, we got to rattle off the rest of the names. The next one was Queen Latifah. Right, but here's why: it's because there's pictures of a bunch of people, and then immediately below that. There is a list of people with less names than the pictures that they just showed of all the people. <laughs> and they show and under the names of the people are their names. So here. Get down to fire. There it is. Okay. So you see Jamie Foxx, Queen Latifah, Iggy Azalea, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, and Jesse Joe Stark. Then underneath that, it says Fire's roster includes some of the most iconic names in entertainment, including Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, Antonio Pierce, Jamie Foxx, Queen Latifah. And hundreds of other notable artists, athletes, and influencers. And influencers. One name is different, and there are no, there's no additional names, and also it, you just repeated the Matt, same. Matt, this same is names. the plenty it's, more of the fire. Okay, the point is we're not going to go through the entire uh, thing because it'll take too long, and it's but it's it's fucking terrible. And if you Google if you Google uh, pitch deck fire f y r e it, you, you can find it. It's on Vanity Fair. And uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Because it's on Scribe. That's why I couldn't load it on the iPad. Yeah. Right. That's when they do this the thing where you're on mobile. So they, they want to gouge you. Like, you need the app. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just using web browser. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of pictures and shit. It's still way too long and ridiculous. And oh, man, there's the fire squad. <laughs> Who's on the fire squad? Fuck Jerry. That's oh, the guy, social media guy. That's the guy that posts like stupid crap on Instagram that yeah. everyone follows. 
All right. Yeah. Anyway, so there's also a terrible pitch deck you can check out, and it's hilarious. And it's probably, the, I mean, it's got to be the worst festival disaster in ever history. Yeah. Cause yeah, because, like, what else comes close to right, because, that big of a fuck up? Well, because, like, if you, most, the, the most festivals, the, the disaster scenario is like, Axel Rose didn't show up, and then yeah. like no one played, and nobody got paid. This yeah. is all those things. Plus, we stranded a whole bunch of people <laughs> right? with no food yeah. or accommodations. Yeah, like so, they literally created. They literally put people in in danger. And, yeah, and they had to evacuate. So they they all arrive. So they they went as far as bringing them in like buses. Uh, well, they, they had to fly in because I think it's like on an island or something and then they had to bust them to the site and then they arrived at the site where it's just FEMA tents and then people were like, uh, I don't think this is like maybe what we signed up for. And so then they were like, oh, and then all of a sudden people were like, maybe this is actually a safety risk because there's like no food here and uh, yeah, like they, shelter. Right. There's like there's no food or the shelter. shelter is, you know, tents and then there's like a, a like a. I think there, you know, there may be like a shower tent or something, but it, and there, but it sounded like they almost tried to be like, "What do you mean? We got these tents, and it's, you know, everyone gets dirty at uh, festivals, right?" You've been to Gathering of the Juggalos, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, man, it makes jag- uh, Gathering of the Juggalos look pretty legit. Looks uh, well coordinated. Like a well coordinated event. That's what they should have done. They should have hired the coordinators from Gathering. Yeah. Of the, do, I mean, because they're saying this was the first big event these people have done. That reminds me, they're, whatever we never like, checked out. What was that a big announcement? Oh, it's in Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it's at like an actual like fairground or something. So it, we should talk about this for a second because yeah. this is hilarious. So the new, um, so I don't know if you recall, but the Juggalos were planning a demonstration march in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. So the auspices of this was, was the FBI labeled um juggalos a quote hybrid gang (laughs) and uh so icp retained a lawyer or psychopathic records or whoever retained a lawyer and then they were taking um you know complaints from people saying like and there was stuff like oh yeah during you know my um my child custody hearing you know it it came up that I was a juggalo or like, or they do, there's lots of things where it's like, you know, this, uh, child welfare services like came to my home and they saw all my hatchet man shit. Right. Well, yeah. And there, so it was like, you know, has this negatively affected you? And so they were like, we need to get this label removed. Um, so they're like, we're going to have a March on Washington, but basically what it really was, was like a, you know, like a marketing event. And, so the guys in the like spin-off juggalo bands, like um Twisted and um I don't Yeah. I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Twisted, that's all you uh, need to yeah, know. Yeah. Who they're who, these guys are on a there's another horrorcore label, right? So it's ICP's on Psychopathic. There's this other one. It's called Magic, which is spelled wrong. Magic Ninja Entertainment. So the Magic Ninja Entertainment guys, I guess they probably like were like, okay, well, so what are we getting paid to play this march, whatever? Yeah. And and I guess ICP was like, not much. And so they were like, well, then we're not playing because they were like, it's not about getting paid. It's about they're right. like, no, it's it's about getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so then so then ICP came out and was like, oh fuck, you know fuck magic ninja and blah blah and all these guys 
And so it's hilarious because I'm like um, stealth in the in the in the <laughs> gathering of the juggalo Facebook group. Yeah. And they like they like fight about the stuff, and it's so funny. It is because it's like the most incoherent, and occasionally somewhat like some there will be like some voice of reason, like some high functioning juggalo will come in and, and be like, you know, this is nonsense, and then like a couple other people are like, yeah, pretty much, and then it devolves down to like you know it's like you like clearly this was. You know, ICP want to retain control over like this culture and the money from it, and people are like, no, they're traitors, fuck family, blah blah. And you're like, yeah. what? You're like, but and but so, but then it's in classic, um, you know, controversy creates cash formula. Now everybody's putting out diss tracks, and I'm like, this, see, that's my whole thing. Like, I wish, yeah. I wish I had legitimate like artist beef or like at least manufactured artist beef. Right. So, so I could put out diss tracks because yeah. apparently that's a great way to like, yeah, sell um, some records. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta do like a, I don't know, we gotta do a French architect's diss track. We gotta just, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta just, just try oh, to start we, beef. If we beef like, jugglers, they'll beef back. Yeah. It's all, I don't know, is that too easy? Though? Oh, no, I guess no. you're right, they'll fucking start some shit. I mean, and, and our rap will sound highly competent compared to theirs. That's true. Uh, the No, so anyway, so the other part of that is, is so the lineup this year, uh, instead of being like oh. a bunch of bands you've never heard of, but like you recognize from previous, it's like like bands you don't even recognize, or sorry, artists. No, you know what we got to do is we got to do a good ICP episode and then promote the fuck out of it and try to promote it in like juggalo <laughs> circles so they get really mad and start like a boycott or something and it's like, but nobody, and then they just tell a bunch of people about this podcast and some of them are like, like I bet a bunch of them would just like low-key start listening to it because they probably <laughs> hate other shit that we hate and they're like, I just, I mean, they're wrong about ICP, but like everything else, like, you know, pr pretty on point. <laughs> like when they talk about how much Slipknot sucks. Oh, yeah. Maggots first Juggalos. Um, so hilarious segue, if we want to get to our last, or what I think is our last topic, yeah. was um, on oh, it's kind on of the, the off topic topic. On that tip, uh, Trump gave a commencement speech over the weekend in which he said, it's best to be an outsider because there's nothing worse or nothing lower something nothing worse than being a critic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm like well yeah unless you're criticizing someone ruining your <laughs> yes. country uh that's like the whole um dissent is patriotic but so on that tip uh, wait so here's our, our oh, okay. off topic thing of the day which is this is appropriate though because we pretty much covered fire festival this is a good uh we'll go out on the off topic thing that also makes it easy for me to like chop it out as a like separate little highlight block of off topic stuff. So uh, the news being that uh, the new more exciting than Kanye saying he's going to run for president in 2020 is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the highest paid actor <laughs> in, in the, the world. world. Uh, is thinking about running for president. And star of Baywatch. And right. Star of Baywatch. So, <gasps> yeah. Oh, so man. okay. So I actually have a couple points on this. So one. So the thing was like there was. I guess it was like a joke, mm. right? Somebody was like, "Oh, the Rock should run for president. He would. He would win." Yep. And um, but then uh, it's just like the joke hasn't really gone away. Mm. And so there was an interview with GQ this week 
where they asked him about it and he did a great job of pandering he like yeah. like he like it was obviously he was like oh this is a funny joke like i'll play it along right but he's like but if we want to get serious let's uh let's cut some taxes and like I forget, he oh yeah. and he was like and he was like three day weekends like it was like you know <laughs> yes, it's like yes. it's like it's clear he's like he knows how to talk to what the people right. want um but right so so he so baywatch is about to come out right <laughs> which is probably why he was doing the interview for gq right uh, okay, so Hannibal Burris on his Instagram, he had video from the red carpet for for Baywatch, and it's hilarious because in like the third video, he's filming the segment where they you know they interview the Rock, uh, you know like whoever from E or whatever, right? But it's playing over the loudspeakers, and he's like. Oh yeah, I'm so excited! I mean, you know, as soon as I heard about this project, I, I knew I had to be involved, and it's a it's been a lot of work, hard work, but you know, everybody's really excited. And while this is going on, you hear someone say to Hannibal, um, "Hi, can I see your credentials?" And he's like, "Credentials? <laughs> it's so awesome! You you feel like you want to be like, you know, my name is Hannibal. You'd be like." You know, I broke that Bill Cosby shit. Maybe you've heard of me. I broke that Bill Cosby yeah. shit. Uh, like, oh, man, it's fucking funny. Uh, but anyway, so that movie's going to be terrible. And he's been in a lot of the t- those terrible Fast, Fast and the Furious movies. And he's been in a lot of terrible Disney movies. And I feel like the fir- was the first movie he was in, was it Be Cool? Where he played, like, the weird... Like, he had that bit part as, like, the, the gay guy? Maybe. Uh, I feel like... But either that, I don't know if it was his, like in my mind, what I think of as his first movie, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just his first like with like high billing was Doom. Oh, I, I, I think that, think was, that the was first. No, I think that was later, but let's yeah. look it up. I'm, let's IMDB this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm willing to bet that Doom was after. Um, But let's find Possible. out. Oh. Um. Where's just the thing tells you what he's been in. I don't need his bio. I don't need photos and what he looks like. Oh, filmography. Here we okay, go. Okay, so wrestling, 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 wrestling. That 70s show, the TV series. TV he has series, 20 TV producer TV. credits. Video, TV, TV. The Mummy Returns. <laughs> That's his first real movie. Oh, was that the one with um, Randy Couture? <laughs> Probably. Like, I don't I don't remember if there's another wrestler in that. Oh, yeah, so... And, and then he spinoff the Scorpion King. You were very close. Be cool immediately precedes uh, Doom. Yeah, so they're, they were they're probably close. in production at the same time. Yeah. Um, Walking Tall, the Rundown. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah, the Scorpion Key. I like how they give uh, what he was credited as, so you can watch him transition from The Rock to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then I bet, I bet now he's just Dwayne Johnson. Oh, okay. So here we go. Yeah. So Mummy Returns was the one that had some <laughs> semblance of validity, but then the Scorpion King, I right. think, was the third one, which had Randy Couture in it. No, the Scorpion King was the spinoff based on his oh. character from The Mummy Returns. Nice. They were both garbage, but Scorpion King was extra <laughs> I garbage. Didn't, I didn't see the any Scorpion of Scorpion King should have been like, you know, straight to video if it was still a thing at the time. I feel like it was. So I didn't see The Mummy, but I feel like it was like. You all liked Indiana Jones, right? And you all liked Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah. And you're like, well, uh... Plus it was when they were remaking any classic horror franchise, like Wolfman, Dracula, The Mummy, Frankenstein. Like, they, they, they were just like, which of these haven't we done yet? 
the mummy. Oh man, he was he was on Hannah Montana. He was on Corey in the house. He's been in a lot of garbage, right? But I'm so this is why, I like I don't understand. Like I understand him continuing to get roles. Yeah. I don't understand him like commanding the kind of money he does. Uh, I think well for one thing, um, or getting paid. He's probably Tooth Fairy. To be fair, how he, much did they pay him for Tooth Fairy? Uh, oh, I'm sure a lot. Um, he, if you think about other wrestlers or actors with similar credentials, i.e., you got started because you're huge, um, and so you can play people who are supposed to be huge. Um, like he played Hercules, yeah, in Hercules, right? So, like that. There's that, and I, but I think he's one of the better actors with that advantage right oh i see what you're saying he occupies a a niche where there's a very thin supply yes because when it comes to big men like like arnold right played the big right. man but he, like he had that accent and yeah. and ne- like part like arnold's charm was that he wasn't good right yeah. and so that's why they put him in like the odd couple you know buddy <laughs> comedies yeah was because it played on the fact that he was so out of place yeah right kindergarten cop right was literally the or, joke was <laughs> or or twin uh junior or, right yeah. and, and uh, twins. twins yeah mm-hmm. like um so right so i see what you're saying so the rocks sort of occupy right because the other huge dudes so vin diesel apparently they legit hate each other oh really yeah so it was like a big deal filming fast like they had to schedule all the stuff so they wouldn't be on set at the same oh, time shit. all the script like they they apparently legitimately <laughs> hate each other. now it could just be an angle maybe they're gonna wrestle next year at wrestlemania oh, right <laughs> oh i would love it if they started doing like oh man because because they had the guy who played wolverine what's yeah. his um uh uh but you know who I'm, hugh yeah, jackman yeah, hugh jackman hugh jackman yeah. was on an episode of raw a few years ago and like and like wrestled like uh, like uh so like the vin diesel could oh man vin diesel could do a match at wrestlemania okay so yeah let's talk, let's think about this who else is like big and the other thing i don't think vin diesel is a good actor i oh, think no, his definitely be- not his best roles was riddick where like he has like Five lines the whole movie, right? And they're said in a weird voice. Wait, that move, that whole f- uh, franchise is that angle. It's like we got a guy with muscles. Uh, so the story is that he's invincible, <laughs> and then she gets crazy. And you're like, what's the story? The like, that's the story. She gets crazy then, in space. And then in the one, I can't remember which one it was because there's like a million of them now. Yeah, is the I feel like that there was one where it's like the thing was like, hey, you're gonna see Katie Sackhoff's boobs, and you're like, of all the like, but she's not that cute. She's like a total tomboy. <laughs> but it's so niche at that point. Yeah, right. But right. But you know, a bunch of nerds tuned in. Right. Right. But it was just like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, who else is like a big dude? Big muscle dude that has lines. Um, because okay, so John's. This, so the point where I was going to right. was I was curious because so many of these are crap. Because Cena's trying to like, like he's part time now and he's trying to transition. Right. But it's like yeah, but if you just in in my mind it's like yeah, but if you just do garbage, that's not going to go anywhere. But then I'm like, wait, yeah. but The Rock has done more garbage than anyone. Right. And he's getting making uh, well, bank. So The Rock, he's got a few legitimate like successful movies like the fast and the furious yeah, thing yeah um well and i think that moana movie did really well oh like yeah, the yeah, Disney yeah that's movie. right yeah he did but, that but it, but like the tooth fairy like i just can't <laughs> i'm just gonna turn I, to just, the rocks filmography yeah <laughs> it's uh i feel like he was in a lot of really bad 
Oh, it definitely was really a lot of bad. bad but if it's bad kid stuff, right, then it's then negligible. It's supposed to be bad. Right. Right. Oh, he was in GI the second GI Joe, which was supposed to be like, sorry about the first one. This one will be better, <laughs> but not really. With Sergeant Slaughter in it. Uh, <laughs> no. Although somebody might have been. Actually, wait. You know who Sergeant Slaughter was? Let me see if I got this right or if I made this up. Oh, no, they didn't do him. I thought they. Oh, he was in Transformers Prime. Oh, only one episode. Uh, yeah, he, so... I don't even know what that was. He was on Family Guy? I missed that. I mean, episode. the thing is, he's working a lot. You know, visibility oh, is a big hosted, deal. He hosted Saturday Night Live, which Cena also did. Like, the way I look at it, he's probably... Like, all the shitty movies he's done, nobody's probably blaming him for them failing. Because they're like, right. it's not The Rock's fault, that's for damn sure, you know? And... Uh, yeah, let's see. He did a couple Fast and Furiouses and Gridiron Gang. Shit, that's really Fast and Furious and a bunch of garbage and Moana and I think Moana did well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Baywatch certainly they're expecting to do well. Yeah, I don't know why. He, he has his uh, uh, obligatory uh, superhero role now. Speaking of Shazam, right? That's the one. Uh, <laughs> it's not the Shaq Shazam. It's it's the new one, but based on the other. Yeah. So he's playing Black Adam in the new Shazam movie. Um, so he's going to be all up in the DC universe if they can keep Jumanji that shit going. Welcome to the jungle. That's. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> San Andreas 2? There's a 2? Oh, God. Yeah, that see, that must have made money, too, despite being... I think a lot of his movies are garbage, but they made money. Anyway, so, uh, so his VP should be Jesse Ventura, right? <laughs> and they should run on a post-kayfabe ticket of... We'll tell you what's really going on but then the whole thing is actually just like scripted bullshit it's like, like some deep state like yeah uh, yeah yeah oh man yeah the body jeez who else yeah so who so who else is like a big man like because we got we got the rock we got cena we got vin diesel yeah that's the thing like it's um there are no like super jacked dudes i mean because he's like he's yeah. like like you know steroid yeah, I mean Batista's doing Jet. stuff, but he's his. It's oh, not that's about right. lines. He doesn't have any lines. Yeah, though. he has very few lines that, but, anyway. And his character is supposed to be an idiot. But so. again, he came from wrestling. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Big, big guy. The with thing no is, lines. Yeah. he's he's actually like a uh, Dave Batista's like a smart dude. Oh yeah. Like the reason he quit wrestling was because um, they were going PG, mm. and he was like, "I'm supposed to be a monster. Like I can't, yeah. I can't like effectively tell." a story like as who i am like yeah. this is stupid and so at first he just like ignored it but then like vince like find him a shitload of money uh, like a hundred grand yeah. for like some match that he he bladed in for people that, know, that means you cut yourself so it looks like you're bleeding i mean you are bleeding but it looks like you got beat up yeah you find him a hundred grand and that's when he was kind of like Okay, I guess this like isn't gonna work. Cause if you're if you're making like a million dollars a year, you yeah. find ten percent of your salary. Yeah, like that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. He's but he's a pretty smart guy actually. And then but yeah, so fuck who else and who's not a wrestler? So far we've identified right, one non wrestler. Right, I'm trying to think of anybody who's in, who's that big. There's not a lot of big dudes. There's a guy. There's a guy they they should pick up. There's this dude. Um. He he. 
he used to be uh, on wrestling, and his his name was Damian Sandow. I forget his real name, but he's like a legitimate, amazing actor. And he even like when he got released, part of his thing was he was like. He wasn't like bummed out at all. He's like, oh man, there's tons of stuff I want to do. He's like, maybe I can do some Shakespeare or something. Blah blah. Like he yeah. was like all excited to go do other acting things. But I think unfortunately, like no one, like he's just not on anybody's radar. But yeah. that guy was legit. Like he was an amazing actor. Like someone needs to give him a yeah. role. And he's a big dude. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing you don't realize. Like, pro, because pro wrestler because they're like in a ring and they're around other huge people, but they're all like gigantic. Yeah. If you've ever met any pro wrestlers, they're enormous people yeah, yeah like so yeah that's what i think it is you know he's it's, it's a niche and uh, uh i guess the fast and furious movies are making a lot of money um <laughs> is pitbull in any of them um, i feel like i mean, feel like his music probably yeah, that's is what i'm saying uh, green light's got to be in that new that's one how could saying. they not use that um i don't know give me the green light but, yeah so i don't know what else we got to say about the rock for prez Oh, so he's on the prediction market. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you, uh, oh, here we go. If I type Pitbull Fast and Furious, it auto suggests five and six. So I'm guessing, <laughs> and soundtrack. So I'm guessing he's on a couple of these. So um, so there are these prediction markets which let you bet on like random crap. And um, uh, presidential elections is one of the biggest deals on them. And right now, The Rock is at um, plus 8,000, which is 80 to 1. Um, which is the same odds as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so, uh, like, some notable people that are have better odds include like Bernie uh, and Trump again, yeah. um, and you know, like. But then you could go down, and The Rock is there at oh, eighty man. to one. So if you think The Rock's gonna be hey, president in twenty twenty. Uh... It's a post-Trump world. Anybody can be president. It's, it's, it's a post-truth. We're in alternative facts. It turns out when, when people, you know, like when people said, you know, it's America, anybody can be president. And everyone's kind of like, you know, almost anybody. It's like, nope. Well, anybody can no, be president. No, no. It's, um, uh, there's that Simpsons episode where Homer, I forget, I forget if it's his teacher or his mom, like he has, a, it's a flashback to when he's a little kid. It's either it's teacher's mom's like, Homer, you could be anything you want, even president of the United States. And he goes and he says that to his dad, Abe. He goes, I can be anything I want, even president of the United States. And he's like, he's like, quit your daydreaming, Melonhead. He's like, we got a whole um, system set up to keep people like you from ever becoming president. And it's like, yeah. the system has failed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, because well, the thing I used to always say to people, I used to go, just remember, any, any person is is. It's two elections away from being president because you just need to become governor or senator. Yeah. Which you can just jump right into. Yeah. And then you can run for president. But like apparently that's that's off. Like you can just yeah. Because like if because everyone who tried that before, Steve Forbes, um uh um I almost said RuPaul. Uh Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> Similar like, common <laughs> common to get those two mixed up. Well, it's the same initials. Right. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, like didn't pan, it didn't pan out too well, but Trump leveraged yeah. the post-factual nature of, of modern society to yeah. leverage that. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Rock, I'd uh, you know, if my choices were Trump and The Rock, I would vote for The Rock for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. Like, if if it's him versus Trump. 
I feel like you could, you know, <laughs> again, he's the most paid actor and we're, and we're trying to debate why, but that in itself tells you why, right? Because regardless of his acting chops or even necessarily the roles he's gotten, he's the highest paid actor. But it could be because he has an awesome agent. Yeah. Right? That was- he doesn't. But he, I think it's he has an awesome agent who also knows that he is in this very <laughs> narrow area of like, again, it's not that he's an amazing actor. It's just he's far more passable than the average for dudes well, who are huge. Yeah. So I think that's actually correct. But on the agent point, to tie it back into wrestling, the whole thing about Lex Luger, who was not a good actor and not a good wrestler, was actually one of the highest paid wrestlers because he was one of the first guys have an agent because he played football okay so he like in his mind he was like you're if you're an athlete like you have an agent yeah so he had an agent and his agent negotiated his deals and no one else was negotiating their deals (laughs) and so luger was one of the highest paid dudes and he was not good yeah Yeah. like even when they tried to push him to the moon with the patriotic lex express like it like they put like they put it they gave him a bus and like drove it around and did all these promos like even when they were like they they put the whole company gung ho behind him, it fell so flat that his big win was a disqualification against Yokozuna. They didn't act. He didn't actually win the title. It was like a whole mess. Like Lex Luger. But there you go. Have an agent, kids. Have someone yep. whose job who is not emotionally invested <laughs> negotiating for you. Yes. Is that is that. I wonder if that's what Art of the Deal actually says. If it just says, have someone who's not emotionally invested. I don't know. That sounds like it would make too much sense. Right. Maybe he's, I don't but think maybe so. The, have you? Maybe the subtle subtext is, I'm a sociopath, and so I'm not Well, that is part of the subtext. Invested. But uh, have you seen the Funnier Die like the Kenny Loggins dramatization? Movie? Kenny Loggins? Well, he does the soundtrack for their fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Right. With Johnny Depp as Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Exactly. And he's like, yeah. get me a new kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, I think that covers our topics. Uh, Check in tomorrow. Well, I got to actually make sure we're still doing this because I got to see if Eric's up for it and whatever. Um, But we may or may not tomorrow be doing an episode on Hamilton, which is fairly overdue. But if not tomorrow, very soon. So check back, stay tuned. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't on wherever you got this. And... uh, (laughs) So wait, I got to make a thing to play at the end so I don't have to remember to say like, and follow us on things. But anyway, do that. Follow us on things. That's it. I'm turning it off now.